Hey everyone, today is Thursday, the 3rd of October 2019. This is The Gap, episode 487. I'm Luke Laurie, Job Gore is here, and uh, Job, things may not go so smoothly today. Uh, I guess we'll it's going to be hairy, because it took us fucking 45 minutes uh, to get this shit on the road. So, uh, f- for my measure, you're never allowed to rebuild a PC again. You're not even allowed to turn your fucking computer off anymore, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, because you've clearly fucked everything up, and you've made things extremely rough on me. Yeah. The guy who sits here and does nothing. You um, could have been doing yeah. something, though. What, what could I have been doing? Finding some news. News beating. There's none. There's none. There's no news. First of all, first things first... Fuck you. And second of all, also fuck you. Um, yeah, things no things might not go so smoothly for for another reason. I um, I was pretty sure I was going to die yesterday. Hmm. I was ninety nine percent convinced uh, that this podcast in general wasn't going to happen at all. Right this week, like we were just going to have to skip this week because I was sitting at my desk. Uh, chasing a deadline that I fucking idiotically agreed to yeah. while sick, right? While already addled on cold and flu. And I'm sitting there like trying to write this, this shit. I re- I had to basically rewrite the entire thing this morning. Uh, cause the deadline is at, n- at noon today. I had to, I have to send it in and, uh, the fucking, it was, it was gibberish. It was like spelling errors all over the fucking place. I don't know who fucking wrote it, but it wasn't me. Uh, and I'm like, I think I'm going to have to rewrite this shit, which is why I was, I'm like, oh yeah, I'll be on at eight so we can do this podcast. And then fucking eight o'clock rolls around. I'm like, this is still trash. I've got to continue fucking doing this. And, uh, and so I'm like, oh, I need another half an hour. Um, yeah, fucking. <clears throat> we were going to go at one o'clock though. Well, yeah, that was that was the other plan because I was like, well, I'm never, I'm gonna need fucking, I'm not gonna be doing anything yesterday, right? I'm mm. like, I can't do shit, but I did it anyway because I'm fucking, I'm a gunner, and uh, yeah, it was gibberish, but it's real good now, which you know is nice. Yesterday, I was full blown fucked, like full fucked, and I couldn't even play video games. That's how I know I'm sick, right? Because I get, I get a cold, and I, I'm like, guess I'm going to play video games all day. Yeah, boy! And I get real fucking sick, and I'm like, I can't play video games, and I better do the work I'm supposed to have for the rest of the week now while mm. I'm at my computer, just in case it gets worse, right? right. That's, that's how I know when I'm actually sick. If I can't play video games, it's over, baby. It's over. But yesterday... Right, I finished doing that bit of work. Right, finished clattering out absolute fucking nonsense, and I uh, I went and had a sleep for three hours. Then I woke up feeling worse, somehow worse, because I already felt like I had literally gone fucking ten rounds with Muhammad Ali, like I'd fucking stepped in the fucking ring, right, and just gotten the shit kicked out of me. I was like, it took me fucking. 10 minutes to get from my office to my bed, right? I'm like, just fucking old man walking. I'm like, 
oh, every step is pain. And I'd like stop for a coughing fit when I got to one end of the couch and then I get to the other end of the couch and I have another fucking coughing fit. Like, why can't I just die? And then I get to the fucking bed and go to sleep. Wake up three hours later. Took me fucking 25 minutes to walk up the road to the fucking doctor's. I should have caught a cab, right? I get to the doctor's and I sit in the, sit in the waiting room for like fucking half an hour hmm. and I was legit contemplating just sleeping on the floor. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. I think I, I have to have a nap on the fucking floor here. And then the doctor, whose name is Bokter, I'm Dr. dead Bokter. serious, <laughs> Dr. Bokter <laughs> comes out and she's like, Mr. Gilroy, I'll see you now. And I'm like, all right. All right. In, we, in we go. And I like fucking hobble my way in. And she's like, she's been sitting in the fucking office for like 15 minutes at this point. And she's like, how are you feeling? I'm like, good. I mean, obviously not good. Because I just say, like anytime anyone says, how are you? I just say good. Uh, and so I'm like, good. Uh, obviously not good. I don't feel very good. I'm pretty sure I'm going to die. Uh, I'm pretty sure I have the actual factual flu. Mm. Uh, but I say all this at about, you know, like 80 decibels quieter. I'm like whispering and, uh, and I'm saying it really slow because it's, it's, it's just pain. Like doing anything is just pain. And I sit down and she gets her thermometer and she puts it to my forehead it's like some it's like a fucking you know those infrared thermometers that you use for checking your meat yeah right yeah it's one of those right it's not a it's, you don't chuck it in under your tongue no. or in your bum they or don't do that anymore under your underarm no she just fucking shines it in my head she's like look your temperature and it's like 36.6 i'm like that's fine isn't it and she's like yeah you're not sick i'm like I'm pretty sure I am. Uh, <laughs> You're faking it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what she was implying. And she's like, so do you need a doctor's certificate? I'm like, no. And she's like, oh. Uh, oh, you don't need a doctor's certificate. Mm. I'm like, no. And she's like, maybe we should look at you. <laughs> like, how did we get here, lady? Yeah, of course I'm fucking sick. No, I don't need a doctor's certificate. Just fucking check me. Like, please find out if I'm dying. She's like, open your mouth, and she, uh, she like, shines a light in there. She's like, oh, my God. Uh, you need some antibiotics. Are you blah, 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 blah. Gives you, like, antibiotics. She's like, oh, go get these uh, cold and flu tablets. Um, you'll be fine. Uh, you should get a, a flu shot next year. I'm like, no. Oh, but, you know, I basically dodged it this year. So she's like, oh, no, the flu can kick on until the last week of September. I'm like, yeah, it's the first week of October, so <laughs> didn't I dodge it? And according to you, I don't have the flu, so... Um, and she's like, but you wouldn't have gotten it if... And I'm like, clearly I would have. I'd like, uh, And that's that's when I knew, right? I, that's when I knew my X-Men powers were kicking in. Hmm. Because suddenly I was super argumentative with the Doctor, right? It was still really quiet and really slow, but I was like, my brain was in overdrive. And I'm like, fuck this. I'm going to fight this, right? She thought I was faking this shit. Anyway, wrap up. Go get my antibiotics. Uh, it takes about 15 minutes. Uh, walk home. There's a KFC on the way. So obviously I get some KFC. And uh, then, yeah, 
the you know thirty minute journey home, walking as slowly as possible, uh, trying not to fucking. I got to be real careful walking around my area now. Three people have died on the like on the street I lived in, mm. hit by cars in the last two weeks. Three people. So I am terrified of crossing the road around here anymore. <laughs> you don't cross roads anymore. You just walk no, around the block. <laughs> just keep walking around until I find, yeah. At least not on, on William Street. You just don't cross the road on William Street. It's dangerous. Yeah. You know, I get home. Uh, continue to feel sorry for myself for the rest of the like, I still couldn't play fucking video games. Took my antibiotics. Wake up this morning. And I'm like, I'm fine. Don't worry about it. Let's go. What are we up to? Let's uh, let's go watch a movie tonight. Let's uh, let's, let's go drinking tomorrow. I'm I'm about it. I'm fucking Gucci, baby. I'll tell you that's, what. That's why you seem I'm pretty fine to me. Yeah, right. Thanks, doctor. Yeah. Thanks, doctor Botter. Uh, um, yeah, like it's crazy. Mm. I definitely an X Men, right? Like I'm either I'm either an X Men whose ability is to like just stop. You know, only be sick for a really short amount of time, or I'm David. Is it Dunn? David Dunn from Unbreakable? No. You know, oh, he's never been sick. Oh, he's never broken a bone. I've definitely broken bones, but you know, still, maybe, maybe I'm like the first version of David Dunn. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're working up there. Yeah. Anyway, uh, someone <laughs> as clumsy as I am, right, should definitely have broken more bones than I have. Right, like the only actual bones that I've broken, uh, obviously ribs. I've broken my ribs a couple of times. I mean, obviously. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. Has anyone broken break their, their ribs? ribs? <laughs> That's you know, it's, it's the human, human condition, right? They they're rib bones. They're pretty easy to break. Uh, broken no, any the, bones. The, what? You've never broken any bones? No. How the fuck? That doesn't make any sense. You haven't broken your ribs? <laughs> Haven't you ever f- fallen down anywhere or anything? You just break your ribs. You just like, fuck. I've actually... Well... There's a, a, a slight uh, bruise on my arm that I found this week that I don't know what it is. I never had a bruise before, so I was ah. quite concerned. You're like, oh shit, am I turning purple? Well, no, it's like... Now's not the time. Color. Oh. Oh, that's a, that's a good bruise. Oh, is it? Yeah. You're like bluish, right? Mm. Lame bruise. Blackish, uh, pretty good bruise, right? Purple, that's a juicy bruise. Mm. And then yellow is like some, ooh, yeah, you did you did some stuff. Yeah. I um, think something bit me, maybe. What? That's not a know. bruise then? Dickhead? Uh, that's an well, it's yellow. Well, okay, well, maybe it is. Maybe Ugh. I won't be here next week. We'll find out. Maybe you're Spider-Man. Maybe I am. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, the only. Have you, so you haven't broken your toes? Because I reckon everyone's broken their toes. Oh, uh, I think it's. Maybe. Like, I've got a toe when I try and curl my feet, one of them. Yeah. I think it's yeah. my left one. Like, that one of the yeah. toes just doesn't move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. See? Never broken a bone. This guy. Oh, well, I, this I guy. Don't, maybe I have. I've just never noticed it. Or maybe, maybe my maybe. feet are just fucked. Yeah, maybe your feet are just fine. Yeah. Maybe you got LeBron feet. Have you seen pictures of LeBron's feet? Yeah, yeah. They're 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 heinous. <laughs> they look like those 
those Chinese foot binding torture. Yeah. They look like they've been trying to run away for years, and they're slowly <laughs> getting there. Yeah, that's some fucked up shit. Yep. Uh, um, anyway, so yeah, uh, I built my my new PC this week. Um, yeah, hopefully we've got things up and running uh, partially. At least the audio portion should be okay. I hope. I listened back Fingers to it. Crossed. It was very quiet, but but um, I don't know why. You fixed it in post. Yeah, like, no, it's just the like it looks fine on my end. The the actual the waves look fine, but oh. when I listen to it, it's really quiet. So I don't know what's happening. But I'll sort that out later. Um, yeah, and just having some weird sides on the video end uh, with the plugins and whatnot. I can only really test that when you're around. Maybe I'll, I'll just test it using a, a dodgy fake a Skype account and mess around with it. I think I'll just reinstall it later on. But otherwise, yeah, everything seems to be all in order. Um, so I built the PC. You know, you get to that, that stage where the first time you build a PC or, you know, first time you put it together and you're like, shit, I hope this thing switches on. Otherwise, I'm mm. going to spend like forever trying to figure out what the fuck is like you basically take in. take it apart again, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the whole, you, you, yeah. There's like a, um, I don't know, a, 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 a tiny cable that's upside down or something like that, or it's fallen out as you're putting other things in. Uh, so yeah, I fired it up and it works straight away. And I was like, sweet, easy. I've had no issues with it all. It hasn't crashed on me yet. Fingers crossed. Wow. Um, zero. Did problems. you? Did you take the plastic cover? Yeah off the heatsink before you installed your heatsink hmm I'll be back no I, a, yes I did it's an important question why, why? it's an important question plastic right? cover one of the dudes in the third party crew that I play PUBG with yeah left it on and then couldn't work out why his computer was overheating all the time right yeah, no, I took and all the plastic bits off. So I got a... Um, I could not believe it. I'd never heard anything like it. I, I don't even understand how you'd make that mistake, to be honest. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. the motherboard has like little blue sort of like sticky tape bits. Like you can tell it's plastic. But the one on the actual, not the heat sink, but the, um, my water cooler, my water cooler oh, pump. Yeah that sits on top of the CPU has got a bit of plastic on there as well. You know, like when you get a, I don't know. How is that not a heatsink? Yeah, you know, like there's different types of heatsinks. There's like an actual heatsink, like a fucking metal You're thing. just flexing the water cooling, yeah. motherfucker. Um, I don't know. You know how you, you, you buy like a fucking, a new something and it's got like a line of plastic on it so you don't scratch it? Yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah. that. And it's really hard to tell it's on there. Like you've actually got to look closely. Um... So yes, I did take all that apart. The computer's super quiet. It's got two, four. It's got five sand, five fans in it. And the first time, <laughs> I uh, I may have stuck my finger in a fan because I was like, "Why the fuck is the fan not spinning?" <laughs> and I'm like trying to like do the stupid thing where you touch it, like try and spin it. It was already spinning. I just couldn't tell. Oh, it synced up with your. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Must have been going at 24 frames a second because the yep. human eye can't see any more than that. So Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's really quiet. It's a lot quieter than my other PC, which is weird because it's got more fans and bigger fans and all that sort of crap. Um, but otherwise, it's running, as far as I'm aware, really good. So I'm pretty happy with it. I'm just slowly sort of getting to the point where I'm putting all my apps back on my PC. Um, 
So yeah, hopefully the recording sounds okay today. Uh, otherwise, yes. I'll f- keep tweaking it over the next couple of weeks. Uh, and then, Tight. yeah, in about two weeks or so, I'm moving to my new apartment, and then hopefully then the audio in terms of like the echoing on my end won't be as noticeable because I won't be sitting in a giant fucking room with open spaces and bouncing sounds and that sort of stuff. So yeah, I'll get there, getting there eventually. Um, cool. But yeah, PC turned out really well. As we were starting to record this, I noticed that my... Um, so when you build a, a PC, if you don't give it a name, it sort of just gives you a random name. It'll be like desktop dash and a bunch of random characters. And uh, the, the random characters I got assigned is no fucking joke. It, it is B-U-T-7-H-0, which is butthole. Butthole. <laughs> That's which that's fantastic. <laughs> which was your nickname in high school? So was, I know what a coincidence. Yeah, that is a weird coincidence. <laughs> um, that's gold. Yeah, lots of fun. Um, uh, so how how do you feel about the Intel Generation X Generation Ten announcement? I saw that, that. yesterday. Yeah, that's that's the that's just their like next uh, super expensive fucking like a thousand dollars, right? Roughly what? Yeah, price of roughly what you pay for your shit. No, what are you talking about? What are you talking I about? I paid 600 for a combo. I thought you paid fucking 900 for a combo. No. Well, alrighty then. Never mind then. No. Fine. That, that, that's, um, yeah, that's a stupid amount of money. Oh. 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 Who would have spent that? How much did your... Current PC cost altogether. This one, yeah. Uh, I think it was fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred plus a two thousand dollar graphics card. Yeah, plus a two. Which, yeah, <laughs> what's that part? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Right. Um. So. Uh, so what, what kind of what chip have you got? The i nine. What the i nine ninety nine hundred? I got the twenty eighty graphics card. Um. Sounds yeah, look, they've got a fucking... And NTAC have a fucking comparison chart, right? And the fucking... The 10 series i9 top, like, flagship mm. costs $10 less than the RRP of the 9900. Was that an Australian website you sent me? No, America. It was $1,000, right? Yes, this is the RRP. You got it on sale. Yeah. It can't be ten dollars. Like, They're not cheap. It's, it's the chart. I'm just telling you what okay. the chart says. Okay, this is a chart. I didn't make up the chart. All I'm saying is it's significant, like reduction in price. Oh well, I don't know. Like when I look on Amazon, it's a four hundred and seventy dollar graphics card, uh, CPU. That's American, so I don't know where the fucking five hundred dollars is going that you're talking about. That's the RRP. They're yeah, all on sale because they announced the fucking 10 series. No, it's always been this price. RRP it is has always not. Well, why would you get it for price. $600 then? You go to a video game store, they're like, oh, the RRP is $110. The only person that sells that is EB because they're dodgy. Oh, that, that's not that's not dodginess. And you gotta, <laughs> you've got to say GameStop now, right? Yeah. Because you're in America. Same thing. And we're a global podcast. And second <laughs> of all... Uh, any time I shit on the fucking 
Australian sports games, I'm talking about it in reference to the RRP. Mm. You know, we we do everything in reference to the RRP. Yeah. That's how you reference things. doesn't matter that you never buy it on RRP. Nobody who knows anything, nobody listening to this podcast buys shit at RRP because that's for dorks who listen to inferior podcasts who mm. don't know shit about video games. Yep. Right? But we use it as a reference point. Okay. So that I can make fun of you for buy, buying a 9 series the week the 10 series got released. I wouldn't have bought the 10 anyway. I wasn't going to buy the 9900 until it went on sale. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe true. Maybe true. Um, anyway, uh, shall we talk about some video games? Yeah, what do you got? I um, You've got one on here that I'm interested about because I installed it, but I haven't played it yet, which is the KFC uh, dating, dating sim. simulator. <laughs> I installed Mate, it on you my don't even computer. have to... You don't even have to. Inst- you don't even have to play it, right? Because if you go to my YouTube channel, uh, youtubecom Jojo, you can watch me play it for you. Uh, it's two hours long, and I read every single line, and I give everyone their own voice. I do voices for everyone who play uh, who's involved. Job starting his and- own audio, <laughs> audio audible. Oh yeah. <laughs> My own Audible. I'm tired of tired of getting tired of having to listen to Nathan Fielder reading fucking books, uh, and uh, I've decided to switch things up. Um, yeah. So uh, I do all my own voices. Uh, I didn't edit it at all because I, you know, I wanted to do it in the spirit of the Gap, which is utterly unedited, and uh, I think I do a pretty good job, except for the fact that. I can't do a Christopher Walken voice, but I try a lot. <laughs> and I've only got one one woman voice, but there's multiple women in the game. Is it a really high-pitched, uh, like, sort of British-sounding lady? Because that's what the Dr. Bopter was like. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, apart from those two minor issues, uh, you can you can skip having to play it mm. and just watch me uh, take you through it, take you on a whirlwind adventure cool. uh, through the, the land of KFC dating sim. Um, I wouldn't recommend. I don't think it's worth necessarily playing. Um, it was like a you know amusing diversion, right? Like uh, you sort of. It's not a very complicated, like, visual novel. I guess of all the visual novels that I've played, and there aren't many, um, it's, like, you know, compared to Doki Doki Literature Club, which is that fucking crazy one that I played fucking a while ago. Um, this is nowhere near as complex or anything. This is pretty... This is, like, quite linear. There are only... I think there are only three end, real end states. There's... Uh, KFC does uh, sorry uh, Colonel Sanders doesn't love you uh, and doesn't want to open a restaurant with you K- uh, Colonel Sanders does love you and does, doesn't does want to open a restaurant with you and Colonel Sanders loves you and wants to open a restaurant with you uh, those are the those are the real ending paths that you can get to um, getting <clears throat> Colonel Sanders to love you isn't particularly complicated um because the choices are fairly obvious. Yeah. Like, the choices to make are fairly obvious. Um, 
getting him to um, want to open a restaurant with you was clearly beyond me, uh, but mostly because, yeah, he had to like answer these like quiz questions, and none of the quiz, <laughs> none of the answers were fucking seeded throughout what was what else was said. So Name I the seven noticed. secret spices <laughs> in order. Uh, Eleven. Eleven. Sorry, that's why I failed. Um, that's why, yeah, that's why I <laughs> Um, yeah, but, um, apart from that, like, yeah, it's, you know, it's got some, I don't know, it's, it's, it's very random, right? Like, it's very clearly, uh, done in the style of visual novels, yeah. uh, but it's not supposed to be taken seriously. Sure. And yeah, when I say random, I mean, like, holds up spork. You know, uh, random that fucking old copy pasta about random. Yep. Um, holds up spork is literally a line in the game. Like, there's zero question that it's supposed to be zany and random and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I don't, like, I thought it was an interesting exercise. Uh, I'd love to see more stuff like that, but yeah, I wouldn't. I don't know, I think the joke sort of plays itself out pretty fucking quickly. Um, at least it's only two hours long, so you don't have to sit there for hours on end. Um, sure. Well, actually, you literally have to sit there for two hours on end, but um, yeah, like, beyond that, like, yeah. It exists. Uh, how many How many times do they say finger looking good? Like, can you make a drinking game out of it? No, you could not make a drinking game out of that. Unless you wanted to stay sober. Um, you could make a drinking game out of references to the 11 Herbs and Spices. Okay. Uh, that'd, that'd be... Yeah, that You wouldn't get too drunk. Um, they don't actually ham up that stuff too much. Um, according to the visual novel, according to I Love You, Colonel Sanders, Colonel Sanders steals his potatoes and uh, mashed potatoes and gravy recipe and I think his biscuits recipe from you like from the player right he didn't come up with those himself <laughs> right. cheeky cunt he stole them what a fuck um and meanwhile uh yeah it's it doesn't like uh, it doesn't quite resonate with uh me with uh Australian KFC because we've got uh vastly different and far superior menu compared to America. Mm-hmm. So they reference, you know, the... Oh, he also steals the coleslaw. Um, but they reference, yeah, like, the biscuits and stuff like that, which uh, isn't something that KFC does. We don't... No. We don't serve chicken with scones over here. Yeah, it's weird. It's just not happening. Uh, yeah. Have you found a KFC near you yet? <clears throat> there is one, but I've been... I've had Popeyes more because I feel like I've had KFC here before and it's not great. Then yeah, again, you gotta do it. Sorry, you got to do it. Yeah, I got to try to find the chicken challenge. Hmm. We got to bring back the chicken challenge at least one more time. Yeah, now that an intercontinental chicken challenge champion, I feel like I am at a great disadvantage with the amount of shit they probably put in their chickens over here. <laughs> You will get lovely, large breasts. Mm, sure That will. is the dream. Yep. 
Right. Um, so, do you think there's going to be like a um, like a, a competition now? We're going to see the Ronald McDonald graphic novel, or oh, I call myself Ronald in my game. Okay. Uh, but uh, no, I don't think I don't think McDonald's has that. You know, the sense of humor required. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think they're. Did they kill off all their characters. Like, what happened to them? Right. Like. I don't you know. don't even see Ronald anymore. He's, I think they just axed him. It's because nobody likes clowns. Like, generationally, right? There was a generation that loved clowns for some reason, right? And then after that, somehow, creepy dudes who smile too much and paint their faces <laughs> stopped being in vogue. And so you don't see clowns anymore. Uh yeah, like I don't know, pretty weird. But yeah, you used to see fucking like it used to be Clown City, right? Like fucking you had all kinds of clowns. You'd have Bobo the Clown and fucking Bozo and Ying Yang and fucking whatever. Like fucking clowns for days, and then suddenly no clowns. People don't like clowns, and I don't want to entirely blame it, but fuck, I, I'm sure it didn't help. I'm sure Tim Curry's Pennywise didn't help at all. Uh. Beyond that, uh, yeah, you've also got like just fucking clowns are generally creepy. Nobody likes cl- my wife is terrified of clowns, like <laughs> proper terrified of clowns. Like she gets upset if they appear. There's we were watching Mal- we were rewatching Malcolm in the Middle, mm. uh, which ninety nine percent holds up today. And uh, there's there's an episode where the family fights a bunch of clowns, and she couldn't watch it. She was like <laughs> very clearly upset. Yeah. Um, All I remember is when we're at um, like Dreamworld or whatever it was, and this <laughs> fucking clown kept following her around. <laughs> and we got we got her to like leave her a fucking voice message. <laughs> ah, it's cloudy. <laughs> from uh, from your wife's phone. That was fucking amazing. That was world class. Anytime I want to upset her, I just say, Hi, it's Clowny! Uh, which, obviously, I don't want to upset her all the time. Uh, but, yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's good. Good times, good times. Cool. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Burger King had their game, right? They had the... Did they? Yeah, Sneak, Sneak King or whatever it was. Right. Uh... I'm sure Burger King had a game, and um, I'm sure I played it. Didn't wasn't there? Um, fuck, is it Seven Up or something? Did they have a video game? I feel like I played something on the SNES. Uh, yes. Uh, was it Seven Up? And cool Spot. Cool, cool Spot. Spot a, cool Spot. That game was fucking rad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Was he like, Seven Up games? character? I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, like he's a Cool Spot character. Um, he was the mascot for the soft drink 7-Up yep oh well there we go okay um yeah back when I tried to make that uh that show uh that went super well uh cause it was organised into the fucking dirt um I I made that statue yeah and uh it was a cool spot statue it was very cool um yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah. I don't think we're going to see a massive resurgence in, uh, 
yeah, marketed video games or anything like that. But uh, I don't think it's a terrible idea. Hmm. It clearly got them a lot of uh, like press, and I think that you know, I don't think visual novels are that complex to make. Uh, like I say that you know, as someone who hasn't made one, but uh, there are like some pretty like robust tools out there to ma- to make it extremely easy sure uh so at the end of the day like you can use a tool like i think it's called twine hmm. uh and that will like path out your visual novel for you so that you can have choices right and then you just need to add artwork in the background um so yeah like from that perspective i don't think you know it, it wasn't it didn't require complex coding or anything. Yeah. Uh, so it really just required the nuts and bolts, the writing and the <clears throat> yeah. graphics and stuff. I mean, you think about yeah. it like how much it would probably cost them to make an ad on TV and then put that ad on TV and then also put that ad on TV globally around the world in countries yeah. that speak English. Where, like, I don't know what languages the game is in, but... It's probably going to cost them probably less money to just chuck and make a game and like brand yeah, awareness exactly. out there. Like the same sort of way that like Coca Cola doesn't really need to fucking make ads, but they do just to for brand awareness. Like people know what that is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, it, it's probably going to be cheaper for them in the end. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it's definitely a marketing exercise, but. <laughs> all right while you're sneezing <laughs> yeah should we go to the next one i can't see because yep. your fucking head on this thing is so big um sweet police stories police this is, stories this is a new is it was it an early access game that's now out i think i don't know no uh i don't know like I i've heard of this game before out. Uh, I did. I had not heard of it before. Uh, it just sort of came out. It popped up in my uh, Steam's got the Steam beta, uh, the new store beta or whatever the fuck. Yeah. And it's sort of they're trying to revolutionise how they tell you what games you should look at and whatnot, uh, like games you might like and whatever. Okay. And uh, this one popped up as something I, I might be interested in because I played, I think it was like Hotline Miami, uh, which is a pretty fair, um, like, facsimile. Right. Uh, I might have been thinking of like Door Kickers. Oh, yeah, and because that's in my library, I think it, it also sort of pointed me in this direction, but it is semi similar to Door Kickers. Door Kickers is. A little bit more tactical. This is significantly more like Hotline Miami. Basically, uh, it's very like it's played the same as Hotline Miami. Top down, enter a room, um, shoot people, and move on. But unlike Hotline Miami, where the idea is carnage and murder, yeah, Police Stories sort of hits it with a bit of a you know the SWAT approach, the SWAT games approach, where you, you've got a button where you tell tell your uh, uh, the the perps to put their hands up sure. like there's a hands up button and you're supposed to give them 
the opportunity to put their hands up before you fucking blast them. Um, yeah. You're not supposed to blast them if they put their guns down. Uh, that kind of stuff. Um, which, yeah, makes it a little bit more tactical and stuff. Um, it's still pretty, like, rigid. I would love to see... The, it is really similar to a, an idea I had for a game, but uh, it went a bit further. Um uh yeah it was like so you you sort of go level by level in this one and it's you and a partner uh it's got online co-op um i don't know how well that works so i played it on my own but uh yeah it's got you and a partner and you're sort of making your way through each level you can only progress to the next level if you get a passing grade on a level uh, if your partner dies, you pretty much guarantee you won't get a fucking passing grade. Um, if you die, you instantly have to restart. So uh, that's basically how that works. So you gain points. Your your grade is based on how many points you get. And you gain points for securing evidence, for taking down uh, perps, for securing hostages, all that kind of stuff. Uh, you lose points if hostages die, if you unauthorized use of deadly force, uh, if you get shot, anything like that. Mm. And so that sort of impacts the the process of the game uh, or how well you can move on in the game. Um, otherwise, it plays extremely similar to Hotline Miami. And there's quite a bit going, like, it's quite tense, uh, which gives it a very different feel to Hotline Miami. Hotline Miami... You sort of feel like, like the first couple of levels, it's like, oh, I'm not sh- sure what I'm, like, you know, how I'm really going about this, but you know, once you've played a couple of levels, once you've got a fucking handle on it, this it turns into a bit of a fucking, bit of a John Wick fucking simulator. Right? Like you just sort of fucking bust into a room, you'll fucking shoot the first cunt and then throw a gun at another dude and beat him to death with a hammer and throw the hammer at someone and then shoot him with his own gun and then fucking like move through and once you stop being timid in in hollow miami uh it starts to turn in like that's the that's the game that i think they always wanted you to have that's the experience they wanted you to have they were trying to make a comment like a comment on the nature of violence and entertainment so what they wanted to do was make violence thrilling and that, that i think they succeeded quite well you know, uh, police stories, on the other hand, doesn't uh, isn't trying to make the same comments, and like is mostly just using the system of Hotline Miami to provide a different, like, provide an alternative storyline, which is one focused on police work. Uh, yeah, very similar to the SWAT games. So you never stop feeling tense every mm-hmm. time you enter a new room. And uh, you've only got a limited amount of resources on you. You've, you've got like three clips in your gun. You've got uh, two flashbangs at any one time. Uh, your teammate can bring two flashbangs as well. So you've got four flashbangs, which means you can only flash four, four rooms, um, which means you have to choose those rooms pretty carefully. Uh, anyone who's not flashed can decide to just shoot at you without you, you know, 
that like and you have to react in time mm-hmm. to put them down um they're sometimes real quick uh at, at reacting so it makes it turns like you can't see anything beyond your line of sight so if you open a door you can't see you can't even see behind the door right like it, that blocks your line of sight so you can't see behind the door so if you're standing in that doorway and you duck back you can't see what's in there uh so yeah it's sort of complicated from that point of view in that yeah you you're very wary about clearing rooms uh a level won't end until you have cleared every room but you are by the nature of the game clearing every room anyway because you don't want a fucking door to open behind you while you're focused you're focusing right and a door opens to your left you're just gonna fucking die Mm -hmm. because your line of sight is also you know a field of view you can't see behind you naturally you can only see what's in front of you so yeah uh that happened a couple you know that happened a couple of times i'm you know i was pretty good at clearing rooms but there were a couple of you can sort of see the layout and there was like a fucking closet that i didn't clear because i didn't figure anyone behind it in a fucking closet Uh, you learn nothing from last action hero there's always a guy in the closet (laughs) (laughs) that is a strong point um what was i watching no something something i don't know there was something where someone said Kincaid and I was like, why? Why? Kincaid's from Last Action Hero, right? I don't think That's so. That's the main bad guy's name, I think. No. I think. No? No. Am I thinking of... Oh, I must be thinking, what was that fucking... Bruce Willis and Damon Wayne's one? Uh... Stakeout? I don't know. <laughs> No, <laughs> no. Uh, this is gonna kill me. It was like written by fucking the dude Shane Black. Um, oh, I don't. Last Boy Scout. Oh, okay, yeah. Anyway, um, so anyway, um, uh, yeah, it's it's got a real like heavy amount of tension in it. Because what you're trying to do is make sure that, you know, you are securing every piece of evidence, every perp, every hostage along the way. Uh, and at the same time, it's a, like, two-bullet two kill game. Uh, and, yeah, like, it can be real difficult to actually cover a room successfully, like, to to take down a room successfully some of the rooms are fucking huge and they've got like a number of people in them and you've got to really pick your targets carefully because not all the targets are good or bad or whatever so yeah it's it's complicated um from that perspective i would love like a a bit of a recon phase uh even if it just told you you know something basic like how many people you should expect yeah you don't get i haven't seen any any kind of information like that uh but it because it has that swat feeling and because it has um that you know that almost rainbow six vibe mm-hmm. uh, i would love that and then an action phase you know i think the action phase is obviously extremely important but 
I don't feel like you'd necessarily just bust into it. I guess SWAT 4 didn't have a, a recon phase and you just sort of had to go in. But they did give you estimates. They had that briefing at the start of every level yeah. where they'd tell you what what you could expect, you know? Um, oh, they've got hostages. Oh, there's this many. Uh, didn't Payday do that? You know, did they? Well, well, I guess Payday had it in there in terms of like there was an actual gameplay aspect of you like scoping the place out and things like that oh yeah yeah hmm um but yeah like it's uh it's really cool I, I would love to see it go further you know I'd love to see them take this police story thing and go a little bit further I, I want a shield game uh, a game like the shield where if you do commit unauthorized force, right? Mm. Then you set it up to look like you didn't. <laughs> like you grab a gun and <laughs> place it on the guy. And you're like, oh, he aimed at me. Something like that, you know? Like, I'd love to see that kind of shit. And maybe, yeah, you have to grab that planted gun and shoot the hostage who witnessed you fucking up. And just have, like, instead of having, like, a, a grade, have, like, a fucking morality bar where you're, like, either a dirty cop or a good cop and have challenge people to finish the game as a good cop or a bad cop. Sure. Um, because, yeah, I think I think that'd be inherently more interesting than, you know, I, I do think that's not to take anything away from police stories. I just, I would love to see... It feels like it's driving towards the player character is a bit of a you know, maverick, mm-hmm. loose cannon type. Yeah. Uh, but I just don't think it goes far enough in that that vein. And I'd love to see them go further with it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, yeah, I, you know, I enjoyed it. Um, uh, I, I'm still going through it. It's got a fuck ton of levels. There's a lot of content in it. Uh, so, you know, if that's something you measure on yeah it's definitely got that going for it it's 21 bucks um on steam and uh yeah there's shit tons of levels um i think it's worth checking out i'd love to see it in co-op i'd love to see how it plays in co-op um but yeah otherwise yeah that's about it cool all right uh what do we got next PUBG is on here. You play more PUBG. Oh, yeah, I've been playing more PUBG. I just wanted to chuck this one in here. I've been playing with the third third person crew. Ah. Uh, they're playing in first person now. But uh, I just wanted to... Uh, like what happens? They've, they've fucking... They've seen the light. Ah. Sick um, of getting shot from fucking behind trees. <laughs> they... Like, they're all remarking at how it's a completely different game yeah. and it's true uh, but no one of the things I noticed is that they're all um, they're making like good decisions mm. now sure I feel like this is entirely my influence slowing things down dis- like disengaging in, in unwinnable fights ah, yep. on the edge of the circle and they've got to get like fucking 15 grid squares to actually get in yep. they're like oh we should go like it, that used to be literally the most challenging part of playing with them was trying to convince them to stop fucking 
fighting with someone and just fucking leave. Uh, and yeah, no, they're making those decisions now. Maybe, maybe it's because it's in first person and it's easier to disengage. Maybe that's what it is. I'm not sure. Um, because in third person, you've got so much more vision. And so you can see when someone's trying to run away. Um, but yeah, like, uh, we've been, we had like, didn't get a cheeky D, but we had a couple of games where we were second, like multiple times in a row. Mm. We just got sort of circle fucked, um, like a bunch, like properly circle fucked. Um, having to like go across a fucking open field to get into the circle, into a team that was well fortified behind like a series of fucking rocks mm-hmm. on Sandhawk. Um, you just sort of, I, I can try, but, uh, yeah, we already used our smokes to get here. So my best option is to, I guess, pray these grenades land at their feet or something, <clears throat> but they'd successfully split up and yeah. So you had to pick them while, while they're behind cover and you're out in the open and all that kind of shit. Um, yeah, like those are. I don't. I don't feel bad about not getting the chickadee. Obviously, I want to get the chickadee, but I don't feel bad not bad about not getting it in that those cases. Um, and yeah, so yeah, it's like a huge attitude shift, which I I was super super happy uh, to notice. Because yeah. Um, yeah, obviously, I, I want it significantly increases your chances to get a fucking chickadee if you know when to disengage, like knowing when to disengage is as important as knowing when to actually engage, um, which is cool. And uh, what was the other one? Oh yeah, fucking, I'd spent all that time playing Call of Duty uh, and it took me like fucking six games to retrain my fucking recoil. <laughs> there's no recoil in Call of Duty. There's fucking none at all. I mean, there's recoil, none of those but guns. that's not a lot. <laughs> It's pretty not manageable. at all. Yeah, yeah. It's it's fucking insane how manageable it yeah. is uh, compared to other games, and I completely forgotten. Uh, um, and yeah, so I'm like, fucking the first time I fired a, at full auto. Oh my lord! Like it wasn't even full 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 auto. It was just a fucking. It was a three round burst, mm. and the fucking second bullet was fucking at the moon or something. I don't know. If, yeah, it was fucking all over the place. I had like a fucking AK without a comp. It was like the first gun I'd picked up and I was trying to, we were hot dropping. Um, oh yeah, that's the other thing. Um, they've got that, uh, what do they call it? Survivor? Oh. Survival? Survival something or other? Survival Mastery. Survival oh, Mastery. Yeah. Like weapon uh, ranks. And once you've played 10 games, hey? Weapon ranks. That sort of stuff. No, no. Weapon weapon ranks, that's the regular mastery. They added survival mastery, which tells you how you play. Okay. Uh, so, so it's more about, yeah, what you're actually doing as a player than it is um, your, you know, leveling up your weapons and getting pointless cosmetics. Um, so it tells you how you play. And uh, it's got like three categories. Uh, and I can't remember what the second one is but it's like are you a hot dropper 
or not? Are you a something or not? And uh, what kind of play style do you go for? And I got Hot Dropper. I'm currently at 82% Hot Dropper. I don't know how the fucking registers Hot Dropping because I don't feel like I Hot Drop 82% of the time. Um, I definitely Hot Drop fairly often because uh, I want a medium Hot Drop, right? Like, I don't want a fucking Hot Hot Drop. Yeah. I don't want a weekly ante. Yeah, yeah. But I want a bit of spice because I want to get some fucking shots in get my fucking eye in hmm. before I get to the final circle. Uh, but apparently, yeah, apparently I'm at 81% hot dropping. Uh, and I'm pretty sure I know the fucking games that led to me not getting 100%. And they were, at one point after the patch, nobody could fucking, like half half of everyone who was playing hmm. found themselves auto-diving on the spot. They weren't able to float long. They would just dive straight down. And so we'd be like, oh yeah, let's go here. And we'd like fucking a grid square and a half away. And we'd get like halfway there and I'd look at my minimap and like two of them motherfuckers on my team are like fucking straight where we dropped them initially. I'm like, what are you guys doing? They're like, I can't stop diving. I can't stop diving. And I'm like, okay, swing back around. I'd land at some fucking house in the middle of fucking nowhere Mm. and uh, go from there. Those drops weren't that bad. Yeah, Uh, Like... As long as you land on your own and are close enough to link up with your team, you can still put some shit together. Um, Wait, so, so did they change the way diving works again? No, I think it was some fucking bug or something. I don't know. I'm not sure what it was, but people just couldn't stop diving, yeah. basically. Um, anyway, so yeah, that sort of fucked, fucked my hot drops a little. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, I'd land at main, main spots. But yeah, those... We got a fucking second place, and we were fucking. Oh, oh, that was it. That one hurt. Losing that game hurt. I remember now. It was on fucking Vikendi. <laughs> uh, but we landed at like a bunch of houses in the middle of nowhere, worked our way back into the fucking circle. Uh, I, I think we went down like three times, uh, just barely got back up. Uh, went down just prior to the. Third team dying, right? And uh, there was no way I was getting back up again. Uh, I just bled out so fucking quick. So it's just the the three of them. Uh, it was three on three, and uh, yeah, we literally had to go up a hill towards a rock uh, to get the last dudes. Mm. And uh, there was zero cover, and yeah, the guys just had no fucking hope. Eh? They just had. It was just never going to happen, really. That was just sort of fucked. Um, which was, yeah, a bummer. But what are you going to do, right? Um, anyway, so there was that. Uh, the That's why I don't know 100% hot-dropping. My uh, play style, offensive or defense, is, is offensive. Uh, apparently I take, I think it's 600 more damage. No, not 600. It can't be 600. 60 more damage. Uh, on average per game than most players so I'm getting shot a lot <laughs> getting shot a lot yeah didn't mention how much damage I did but uh, I'm definitely taking a lot of damage you're taking yeah I'm taking uh, but yeah that was interesting like, that's an interesting sure uh, yeah addition um, I heard that yeah. they um, changed the sound again and people were very upset about it 
Yeah, but they referred it back yesterday, so it's fine. Yeah. Uh, they basically they changed the sound to like they changed how the footsteps sound, but there were bugs and doesn't sound like them they, at all. It wasn't very consistent, and yeah, roughly it was a bad change. So they reverted back to pre four point three update sound, and everyone is collectively extremely happy about cool. it. Cool. Yeah. And that's about it. That's PUBG. All right. Should we talk about the other battle royale then? Do it. Apex Legends Season 3 um, started this week. I had a chance to go to an early preview for this um, last week and check it out, along with about 60 other people I think they had in total. Um, yep. Really only the, the... I was kind of the only Australian sort of media person there. Um, yep. But the rest of them were sort of all over the world which um was exciting so uh they basically showed off what they've been working on they said for the past 18 months so a long time <laughs> you think about it apex came out in march i think it was this year so yep. this content that they've been working on has been in the pipeline for a while um yep. start off with crypto is the new legend they've introduced um He's basically got a drone that he runs around with and he's able to deploy the drone and um, and fly it around in space. Like a, It's not like something that sits on the actual ground like you can actually fly it around. And it's got a limited range on how far you can actually fly it, but anything that's um, like out in the world that you can sort of tag will come up. So things like doors and, and supply bins... So sort of like the same way that you can um, use your ping system in the world. You can do the same thing with, with this drone. You can open doors. You can open supply bins. You can mark that there's things in the, that location. Um, and then the other thing it does is within a, I think it's a 30 meter radius. Yeah. Within a 30 meter radius, anyone that comes into um, like the drone's peripheral will start being pinged uh, for your player character and also for your teammates so they'll actually know whereabouts these enemies are um so it's kind of like similar to the way like bloodhounds old detection used to work um but this is like more consistent like you can see through walls and all that sort of stuff like it's constant um so that's a big um big thing that that drone does and the only thing it does is which is connected to his um ultimate is when you build up enough ultimate charge you can then um, use the drone to shoot out an EMP blast. And the, the EMP, EMP blast is uh, in, a, in a circle radius, and it's a pretty big, decent size. And once that drone has charged up, it takes probably around about um, two seconds, two to three seconds. Once that, uh, that blast hits, it knocks out 50, da um, 50 damage on someone's shield. Um, and it also slows them down. So they'll get a bit of a... Um, sort of like when you're hit by a... Um, like a disruptor grenade. Like an arc grenade. That sort of... Same sort of effect. Like, yeah. like it'll take away some of your shield and it'll slow you down. Um, the other thing it does is it'll actually destroy just destroy traps as well. So if you've got like, a, like caustic traps laying around. Or like Winston's um, shields like the pylons, it'll actually blow them up in the area as well. So he's really like multi-purpose. Um, 
the thing about him is it's like this risk reward sort, sort of thing where while you're on this drone, you're sort of open to attacks and you can't really defend yourself. Um, and also if the fight starts to move away from where you've sort of left yourself, then your other teammates could, could be like um, sort of alone. Like it, all of a sudden a 3v3 fight is now a 3v2 fight because it's slowly gone a different direction and you're still on your drone doing some surveillance or trying to get a good ultimate spot. So he can kind of really... He can change like fights in a really big way, but also if you're not paying attention, you could really screw up your teammates um, by just not being there or being too far away all of a sudden. So you've really got to pay attention sort of um, to what you're doing. But I guess the good thing about it is that it's really easy to jump in and out of the drone it takes a, a moment or two for you to to get back into it um and and while that is happening obviously your vulnerable attacks like you're you can't really fight back um and uh yeah so he's actually a really cool and interesting character you can kind of use him as a offensive character um to go and scout locations like i want to go into this building throw my drone out and then go see if anyone's in there. And if that's, you know, if it seems safe, then all right, you tell your team, off we go. Uh, and then also like defensively, you can stop people from pushing you or use the drone to stop people from getting into the zone, things like that. Um, so we like, we had a game where there was, I think, yeah, there was one of the team left and they were outside the zone and they had to come into the zone and we knew like where they were and so we sort of sat up on this hill and I was on my drone and as they were running in, I basically flew my drone in really low to the ground, hid behind like a, a um, like a truck. And then when they ended up pushing, I, I basically hit my ultimate and then started moving into the center of those guys, let my ultimate go off and then jumped off the drone and then started helping my teammates. Like that's like a sort of way that you can sort of um, use his abilities to a, a really good effect. And there's other times where you can just really fuck it up and all of a sudden, like, you know, your two teammates are getting stuck in a fight and you're on a fight, you're on a drone that's not really doing anything. It's kind of just pinging where people are, but that's not really handy because it's an open fight. Like, you've really got to pick yeah. a good time to use a drone and it can be really, like, swing the, the fight in your favor or it can just really screw you up. Um, so, he's yeah, he's a really interesting character to play with uh, and actually a lot of fun as well. Um, it, it changes sort of the way that um, you can, I guess, like your offensive capabilities of the game. Bloodhound is one of those characters where you could really use him to track players. And this is sort of in a similar vein where you can where you can find other players and be like, oh, there's people in here, let's go get them. Um, whereas traditionally, you can't really do that unless you see somebody around out in the open. Um, so yeah. He's, he's actually uh, a really fun character to play. Um, I don't know if he'll be nerfed as such. I feel like um, maybe maybe there's a possibility they may change the way that his sort of ping system works, but otherwise he's, he feels pretty balanced. His drone can be destroyed, and it can be destroyed pretty quickly. I think it's like one or two hits, and it just blows up. Um, once the drone is destroyed... I think it's a 40-second cooldown for it to come back. It's somewhere around there. It takes a while for it to come back. Um, we were playing on an earlier build, so things could have changed a little bit between when you know what we were playing and what was released. 
Um, but you can definitely destroy the drone. It is like, it's not hard to see. It's a like a glowing um, like red drone if it's an enemy, and if it's green, then it's your teammates. So it's kind of easy to distinguish. Um, we did a bit of testing with the drone. There's some thing, cool things you can do. You can actually uh, pick up players' beacons with the drone. Um, so like if a, oh, when they're down, yeah, when they're down, you can like, use the drone to go pick out, up brother. all your friends' beacons. Um, right. You can go outside the zone, but it, I think depending on which zone it is, um, it'll take tick damage. But depending on which like what level zone it is, the more tick damage you'll take. Towards the end of the game, it doesn't last long, like half a second. Um, but earlier on, I think it, you're able to pick up beacons outside the zone, which is which is handy. A little thing that you can do. Um, so yeah, that's basically crypto. Uh, they um, they showed off this trailer. They well, they opened up this this event with a trailer, and it's probably one of the best trailers I've seen this year. The trailer was really fucking cool. Um, yeah, they had they actually had two trailers. One was a sort of like world lore trailer that they did, which wasn't in game, but they'd be doing these really stylish stylish um, trailers that they've been putting out. This one was was awesome. I thought it was really good. Like if they were to put out um <laughs> like this as a movie or something like that then yeah it, it's got some really cool style to it and then they also showed off the second trailer which is like the gameplay trailer and then again they like completely knocked it out of the park like there was so many cool things going on in that trailer um so i guess one of the big things that they've they, they've revealed is there's a new map that was a massive surprise to me at this event um i don't think yeah. anybody expected them to come out and be like we've got a new map uh, um right. So the new map is called World's Edge and not World's End. I did write that once or twice while I was working. Um, so uh, thank you to to Edgar Wright for that one. Um, but World's Edge is it's a lot bigger than Kings Canyon, the original map. Um, a lot more wide open and some different types of biomes in there. So it's kind of split up into the top half being more like snow ice and then the bottom half a bit of um like lava mainly lava <laughs> um whereas the top sort of like the northwest side is a bit more some green grassy areas but uh there's definitely like different styles of, of biomes in there whereas king canyon was kind of kind of the same for the most part like you'd have your industrial building area and then like um you, you know your grass and a bit of desert but for the most part it looked pretty samey um yeah yeah so this one um yeah it's huge open spaces uh a lot of cool areas they've got a train that actually uh moves around the map so there's there's tracks laid out which um go to most of the major location most of the named locations on the map and there's like two or three that it doesn't go into but for the most part it goes really close to it uh, and the actual, the actual tracks aren't like a, um, it's not like a, a circle that goes around the map. Like it interweaves amongst some of the locations. Sometimes the tracks will go off in a different direction. Like there's not just one track or one set of tracks. Like it splits off and goes different, uh, different directions. And, uh, the train basically seems to, they didn't say this, but it seems to replace the supply drop ships that were in Kings Canyon. 
that would show up at the start of the game or during the game and kind of land at a certain area and the supply ships would have uh, a bunch of loot on them Um, whereas this train will go around the map it's already got loot and supply bins on it but also when it gets to a, a station or a stop it stops there for a little while and then these supply bins sort of come out from below the ground and uh and then you can go and loot them so in order to get those supply bins you've actually got to be at the train or 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 you know it's not like they're always there it's it's just whenever this train stops uh, do they go away after a um i'm not sure if they i don't think they leave like they don't they don't go okay. back into the ground but i think once the train has stopped that's when they actually rise up from underneath the platform of the um of the station or wherever they're stopping right. uh I've got a really cool video from uh, when we were playing where we tried to land on the train. It was like our third game in or something like that. And the train yeah. is going towards this tunnel because um, there's a bunch of tunnels in the map. And we're like, oh, we're not going to make this at all. And so our jump master sort of veers off and goes towards this other area that's kind of near this cave. And as we land, as we land, I'm like, oh, there's a zip line up there. And I'm like, I can definitely make that. So I start running for the zip line. I jump on the zip line. And as I'm like on the zip line, the train is like moving past in front of me and uh, like on the, the tracks above, up top this mountain. It's like perfectly timed. Yeah. And like as the train goes past, I land on it. And it's like, it's literally something you would see in a trailer, like a video game trailer. Um, and yeah. I'm doing it in my third game playing this. <laughs> uh, and I, I recorded that. It was just like a really sick moment that, um, you know, like a battlefield moment, but for Apex. <laughs> Yeah. it's a really cool thing and then so we ended up um, my teammates did the same thing but they um, we all jumped on the train and then like we had a fight on the train like another team ended up being at the station that was coming up and then they jumped on the train we had a fight and then the train left and people were like getting downed and um, and then they would kind of just crawl off the train out as it was moving and <laughs> like really cool little engagements that you could you could have on there um, and really fun nice. little things, but yeah, it, it really changes up the dynamic of um, you know having this moving thing that you can kind of ride around the environment. It, it's a lot of fun. Can you get hit by the train? I would think so. I didn't try it, right? Um, because I was there to play the game and fucking win. Sure. All right, I'm not yeah. there to test okay. stuff. <laughs> um, Fair enough. Yeah, so what else do they show? A uh, new map, a uh, new weapon, the charge rifle. It's basically it's basically like a mix between the Quake lightning gun and the rail gun. Um, charge rifle was right. in uh, was in Titanfall, but this one works a, oh, a little yeah, bit okay. differently. The way it's um, oh. it sort of fires a weapon or fires its energy beam. It's it's basically listed in the sniper rifle category. It uses um, energy ammo. It at its default sort of stock form it has four four rounds in its chamber and uh you charge up the weapon and as you're charging it up it shoots a beam out from the gun and anything that's uh hitting that beam starts taking damage sort of like a lightning gun right Uh, and you can like move the the cursor around and the beam will follow with you and then once the gun has fully charged up it'll shoot out uh like this rail part of it like it's full charged bolt and uh yeah, do a bunch of damage to whoever is in that way. So at max, it looks like it can do up to well plus seventy five damage in one hit. 
um, if you're able to get that full like full shot on them without them moving. So it can be a really effective sniper rifle. Um, might get nerfed, might not. It's kind of hard to say. They might drop the damage down a little bit, but at its um, you know, at its four rounds per sort of ch- chamber that it's got, it takes a while to reload, and you've really got to hit those shots. But if you do hit them, you can shred armor so quickly. Uh, it's a it's a beast of a weapon right now. It's not a crate drop weapon. You just kind of find it out in the open. Um, so if you can get those energy ammo add-ons on the gun to really get you some more shots out of it it really does a lot of damage and if you're a good shot uh yeah it's it's really devastating so i wouldn't be surprised if they tone it down a little bit in terms of its damage because it's when you get hit by one of those things you you know you've been hit you're like okay fair enough it's like nearly half your health is basically gone um you know 75 damage is your armor (laughs) god so two of those and you're really hurting so the charge rifle uh really good fun they showed off uh they talked about new battle pass which is out now um they talked about like the lessons they learned from from last seasons and what they've kind of the changes they made um new events which will be coming it sounds like they're going to try and consistently do like maybe theme types of events and one of the ones they 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 teased was halloween um so that'll be starting i would say pretty soon (laughs) this month sometime considering halloween is the end of the month um don't know what that is going to entail they didn't really talk about it much um i think some people have been doing a bit of diving into uh some like some of the code that's already in the game and it seems like it's not a it's not necessarily like a themed like they're gonna put pumpkins and shit everywhere. Like it'll be a different type of game mode, um, so that should be right. really interesting. I read, I read a leak on what it's gonna be, and it's gonna be like a semi-zombie mode. Yeah. Every time you die, you join the dark team, uh, and the dark team is all on the same team. Once there's only ten people left, they ch- they, uh, they they fight together. They join as one team yeah. and fight together to try to escape. That sounds really cool. It sounds fucking yeah. rad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else have I got here? Uh, ranks Series 2. So they, they actually put up a blog post um, before I went to this event about some of the changes they're making to Ranked. Um, and I had the opportunity to talk to the lead uh, lead designer or the senior designer on um, in ranked mode. Well, he looks after ranked mode, and I also got the chance to talk to Drew McCoy, who's the um, yep. the, the lead director on the project. Uh, and so, basically, what they're going to be doing is they've changed sort of the um, the scoring system format. Um, now it's a, a a score out of a hundred points for a placement. So they've really like stretched that out. And the reasoning behind that is they want to be able to give players more points for doing certain things within the game. Um, so one of the things they've added in there is now points for assists. So last season, there wasn't an assist count. It was basically whoever got the kill, uh, then they got the points. Whereas now is if you assist um, if you assist in doing a, a, like enough damage to a, another enemy and then someone else comes in and, and takes like the last kill on them or the last minute amount of damage and kills them, at least you're still going to get something out of that, um, which is really good. And uh, so they're looking at those sort of 
modifiers to put into the game and and really give players um you know or, or, or sort of rank players a bit bit more differently as opposed to just being like well how many kills did you get how many placement points we'll give you and then we'll figure it out from there um, the other thing that they're, they're doing is they changed the way kills work there's now a multi a multiplayer so before the level cap was or the kill cap was five so you get the maximum of five kills um per uh per game but now they have actually broken that down and so the less people or the the less people are in the game and the more kills you get the multiplayer uh, adds to that so for instance i don't actually have the, the reference up on here but uh you know at the start of the game you might get one point per kill but later on if you make it to the top 10 it might be three points per kill or if you're in the top three then it's you know five points per, per kill sort of that sort of um that's kind of how they're doing it um they basically uh because I, I talked to them about the the scoring system for last season and uh we talked about it a lot when we played it and didn't really like the way they were doing it per se um mainly because yeah. it incentivized um like uh positional gameplay joke uh, as opposed yes, to positional game play. as opposed to going for kills in a battle royale game like a lot of people um rank tanking and yeah I, I brought it up with them um because one of the statements they made in their blog was that they found that players weren't hitting that that kill cap of five um so mm. i asked them like you're making this statement but at the same time you're kind of encouraging players not to go for kills um so like, do you agree that that's like a a fair um, estimate on that? And yeah, they they actually said yes. They they think that that's a fair way to look at it. That they've incentivized people to go for placement as opposed to kills, and therefore, you know, um, people may not think that it's worthwhile going for those kills. So, what they're trying to do with this season is by putting things like assists and kill multipliers in there. And stretching those, um, you know, the amount of points you can get in there, that'll hopefully allow people to actually decide to engage into fights because they'll be rewarded more for for doing so. Um, don't know how that'll play out. Uh, as I was talking to them, they said that they'll probably look at the data. They would they would prefer to run it for a whole season and then go in and then make tweaks to it next season if they need to. They don't really want to. Uh, go in and make drastic changes to the scoring system if something's um, you know if it's unless it's like seriously broken he said he doesn't want to go in and, and make super big changes so they would they would rather see um, I'd argue that it is super broken still I I still think it's yeah I still think that they're in the wrong place uh, they, they haven't I think they've made steps in the right direction but uh they they need to make way bigger changes. Uh, emphasizing later kills doesn't help the initial issues that they had. Right, it doesn't rectify the initial problems that the system had, mm. which is that it heavily incentivizes rank tanking. Right, that's the entire problem with ranked, is that it directly uh, incentivizes players to rank tank. Right. Well, it was. Yes. It's less now. It's, it's a lot less. I've been playing a bunch of ranked, and you get a ton of points for kills now. But you get a ton of points for kills later. 
right? You get a ton of point, points more for kills later, right? Well, but what you want is consistent points for kills. Right, yeah. Well, well, if you're getting kills and you get to, in a, in a top five situation, you're getting more points for those kills. Yeah, but what I'm saying, right, mm. is that you should be, like, that That incentivizes you to stay alive for longer. You don't want to piss away your the kills you get points for until later. I think it's you know not working that way. I think it's working in terms of, depending on how many points, kills you've got and the later in the match you get. Like it multiplies uh, those points depending on where you place. Oh, okay. So the kills aren't relative to when you get I don't think so. Relative to your placement in general. Yeah, I think that's how it's working. And there's still a five kill cap, right? At the moment, yeah. Because, yeah. because otherwise you end up in situations where, a meaningful change. where people are just literally hot dropping the entire time and getting kills and then quickly dying and then going back into the main game again like just because what's going on is at, at some of those earlier levels you you don't have to pay for um for for getting into games like you, yeah so that's fine but they'll never get above gold doing that yeah that's cool but then like it'll eventually trickle out like i play with games because i was in i was somewhere in gold uh gold two or gold one i can't remember um yeah and like the the quality of games are completely different to what i play in um in in casual like the people aren't camping in in gold it's just not you're not getting anywhere you're just camping you're not you're not making any progress at all you can try and make progress it'll take you fucking ever to try and get anywhere it's way too slow why would you not why would that be too slow because you're getting like how does it rectify those situations that we had last season where there were fucking 20 cunts alive in the second last second I don't know I, I don't like I didn't play a super <laughs> lot with you guys in ranked yeah but like the few games that we played together yeah because it didn't make because we were playing in bronze play or whatever it was because I was in fucking I was in bronze and you were in fucking gold mm. uh, but like when I was fucking ELO helling my way out of fucking bronze you'd have constant games or in silver too like you had constant games where there are a shit ton of fucking teams left alive in the fucking second last circle because they were just waiting it out mm. right because there was no reason to continue to go for kills once you'd reached a certain point the five five kill limit literally disincentivizes you from going for kills because at like the difference between fourth place and third place is three kills. Yeah. So you're better off not shooting your gun, not doing anything at all, than uh, risking it and risking placing fourth instead of third. Mm-hmm. Once you, once you've got enough kills, there's literally no reason for you to go for it. Right? It's worth an entire squad wipe to go from fourth to third. There's no no reason to do it. That I way. mean, but if you're playing right? in, a, in a set team that's still 15 kills and on top of that assists and think like trying to get higher placement like it's a lot of kills it's it's i'm not saying it's not a lot of kills what i'm saying is that the fact is right you are not incentivized to go for more kills after a certain point and yes assists definitely helps right because there was a, a point there was a position where you know certain people would get the finish mm. 
uh, and it would be literally a wasted kill. But it doesn't matter. The The problem overall with ranked is that it bears no resemblance whatsoever with a regular Apex game, right? Which means that when you get, like, ranked is either not an appropriate path to pro, right? Path to pro uh, concepts from casual, because it it bears no resemblance to regular casual play, or it's not uh, appropriate uh, path to pro experience for competitive, because it doesn't bear enough resemblance to what competitive players do. Sure. If... Right, so your options are, right, either competitive is playing the extremely dull, slow play that I was seeing a shit ton of in Ranked, uh, which is not great, and it is what I saw a lot of in the at the Invitational. Uh, I didn't, like, it wasn't as slow as what I was seeing in Ranked, but obviously they're better players, and obviously they're better at engaging, so that makes sense, right? But it is a duller version of Apex, right what you need to do is incentivize players to go for kills at all times uh because like you, they need a, a heavy incentive to always go for kills as soon as they're no longer incentivized to go for kills that's it like they they're not going to they're not going to do it anymore because at the end of the day the maths works out uh that they're better off rank tanking mm-hmm. right as soon as rank tanking is mathematically superior a mathematically superior option they will rank tank because why wouldn't you like that's how progression works so that is a direct incentive right that is a gameplay incentive for players to not chase kills and by having a five kill limit the yeah the incentive consists like continues there is still a huge incentive to to avoid fights as much as possible. Hmm. Oh, I, I don't know yeah. if I agree. Getting, getting, getting five kills, and yeah. um, if you hit the kill max on the game, that's basically the same as coming first. Have they changed what the points were? Yeah, I thought it was just assists. I thought that was so. If you if you get if you come first and you've got maximum of five points, you get twenty five points per kill, which which ends up being a hundred points. First place is a hundred points. If hang on, say that again. First place in in ranked is a hundred points, but if you hit the kill limit, yep. that's a hundred points, as well. Whereas if you just rank tank the entire time, it's it's way slower to, to progress, and you you've still got to get through all those players. I thought those points changed. Yeah, you still no, like you still have to get fucking. You still have to make it a third place to get the hundred points for those five kills. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But if you get those five points as opposed to just rank tanking to fourth, you're only getting forty points as opposed to a hundred. They have incentivized kills. If you get five kills yeah. and you make it to fourth, right? You don't get a hundred points. You get what seventy-five points, right? 
Uh, okay, now I'm confused. Oh yeah, it's 15 points in fourth. So it's yeah, yeah. So, so bear with me, right? Still nearly right. double the so, points that you get for rank placement. But right, stay with me, right? You get no. There's no difference between coming fourth or third in terms of ranking points. The only difference is in terms of your kill multiplier, mm -hmm. right? So your decision then, right? If you're on four kills, right? Your decision there is, do I go for one more kill? I'm on four kills, I'm, and there's four teams left. I can see a team in front of me, right? My choice is, do I go for the kill, right? I get one kill, right? Only one kill matters to me, right? I get the one kill, but that we get team wipes, right? We get third-partied before the end of the fight, and we come fourth. That, that kill is now worth... Uh, well, it was only worth, like, it became worth just 75 points, right? Like, or it became worth just 15 points to me, right? It was only worth 15 points. Or do I not engage, right? And the team that third-partied, right, they engage instead, and we third-party them, right? Suddenly, that kill, right, I'm rank-tanking, I'm choosing not to engage, uh, I'm waiting for the opportunity to come third, that kill becomes worth... 20 points so now i've got 100 points worth of first point placing and i have the opportunity to push further uh and and make my way into second where suddenly the amount of points i get is drastically increased it's not a huge amount of points though it, it's a very slight amount like you it's worthwhile going for kills as opposed to placement you've got a better chance of winning only after a certain point. Only after fifth, right? The, this one like, how many is... times do you say whenever we go into a game, like, if we rank yeah. tank and you, we get to the end, you're like, oh, it's because I didn't warm up or we didn't get any fights. Like, if, if you're on a roll, the, the, you going into the end game with more gear because you've been killing more people is, is a lot more worth it than opposed to just rocking up at the end and being like, oh, okay, we can just kind of stumble our way in here. I'm not so, I'm like someone who's at fourth four kills and fourth place <laughs> yeah. has not been fucking has not been fucking about. They've been getting into fights, right? That's what I'm saying, right? That's like rank tanking in that situation, right? Is literally uh is 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 not for people who haven't been getting into fights. It's not for full blown campers. I'm talking about the Apex version of camping is not is still getting into fights and then hiding because like the difference between if there's six teams left right you, you take my second second last circle 20 players still alive right second last circle 20 players still alive means seven teams at least mm -hmm. uh seven teams at least means there is a significant difference between the next four team losses right the next four teams to disappear is a dramatic increase in what every single kill is worth. So if you hot dropped at Skulltown, I don't know the fucking names of the new map. So if you hot dropped at Skulltown, right, using <laughs> hey Lava City, Lava City. If you hot dropped at Lava City, I don't know, and um, and you got a bunch of kills, you got up to your four. There's seven teams left, twenty players, right? Your direct incentive. Shit, if you made if you made your five kills at Lava City, right? 
There is zero, zero reason for you to take a fight. There is zero reason for you to take a fight until you absolutely have to. And that's what I'm talking about, right? Like, I'm not talking about, like, hiding the entire game from day dot, landing in the middle of fucking nowhere, and putting together a fucking gear out of fucking shoestrings and buttons. I'm talking about players who are actively engaging reach a upper limit of when they should continue to engage. They reach a point where there is zero incentive for them to do anything anymore, right? If you've got four or five kills, there's 20 players left, the circle is fucking smaller than my fucking scrotum, there's no reason for you to take any fights. It's over, right? Your game is over, and your only incentive is to hide, is to make highest on the table, as like as high on the table as possible, mm. because anything, any other option, taking any fight at all, is a worse worse strategy for you you are directly uh like directly hampering your ability to get more points right that's that's what i'm talking about i'm not talking about yeah like absolutely it's a better system it's definitely a better system it's still not good enough for directly incentivizing like constant play that resembles what apex casual looks like in my opinion yeah but i don't think they can i think that level cap or that kill cap can't be raised much further it, it's only got to be like maybe eight at maximum because that's 20 that's 24 players between the entire team if your team can get 24 kills if your team can get 30 fucking kills there is zero reason like it's a ranking system right you should get all those fucking points you should be fucking in a different rank basically right that's how ranking systems work there's no reason why it should be limited it's limited only to slow people from rank to increase the grind yeah. right there's like if you if you start a bronze game and then you walk in at walk away with 30 fucking kills as a team you shouldn't be bronze right and if yeah, if you get thirty points, uh, thirty kills, and the fucking chicky D, right? You should basically automatically jump to gold because you are clearly above the fucking above the rank that you're currently at. There's holy shit, right? How how could it be any different? Which is the other problem I have with this fucking kill cap is that it's literally there just to limit the amount of fucking. Uh, like growth players can have it's literally there just to slow slow down the progression system because it is a progression system it's not a true skill based skill based ranking system right like I know that they're trying to incentivize it more that's what they said in uh, the rank league but it's yeah that's not what's happening Mm. Uh, yeah they absolutely need to yeah, like as it stands now, it's a fucking it's a ladder system. It's it's like not a ladder. It's a like a path. It's a progression. It's a leveling system. It's not fucking actual ranked. Yeah, and I think that's where they're going to get to. Is they'll, they'll get to a point where every player's got their own rank number or ELO, and then they look at who's in the game. They work out your probability of winning that game. And then base the points on that. Like that's probably where they're ultimately going to get to, or that's where I'd like to, like to see them get to. Um, 
like if your probability of winning that game is for instance if we dragged you into a, a gold match and you're in bronze your probability of winning that game should be lower but if you're getting kills and that sort of thing then it should you should be getting more points right yeah that drove me fucking nuts in the last ranked because I was getting like you and Club were both gold and I hadn't been playing so I was starting off in bronze and we were getting fucking wins and shit and I was getting a bunch of kills and it did nothing for me. It literally did nothing for me. I still had to fucking drag my own fucking ass out of fucking uh, bronze because I didn't get a bonus to the amount of fucking points I got for killing a bunch of gold cunts. All I did was the same shit as, as normal. I just got the same fucking garbage as, as I already got. Uh, yeah, they absolutely didn't do anything like that. There was no fucking like balancing in that situation. It was shit. Yeah, but uh, they like they've talked about they're they're changing that sort of stuff. It, like it's coming. It's not in in this season, but they're they're working on it. Um, like they've seen situations where, uh, like, uh, plat- is platinum the highest? No, predator. Predator's the highest. Like predator and. Uh, diamond and platinum players sort of being matched with each other just because of the player pool or things like that um so like they're they're trying to fix that stuff but it probably is going to be a while um yep but anyway like i like the changes they've made to to this season they've got to um you know by sort of expanding the amount of points that you can get now has really opened that up and also the assist thing is is huge like now like there's a reason to fucking shoot people um whereas before it's just like not even (laughs) not even worth it um yeah some of the quality of life stuff they talked about was uh changing the way like uh like if you disconnect from a game um things like that they're going to be what did what did i write down basically i think the way they're going to be doing it is um it'll be like a, a stack so the first time you do it, you'll get like a five-minute timeout. But each time you do it after that, it'll keep stacking. Um, I'm pretty sure. I thought, I don't know. Maybe I'm just making that shit up. Uh, I can't see where I wrote it. But Oh, yeah, here it is. Yeah, starts at five minutes and increases. Yeah, I did, they did talk about that, which is cool. Um, that's something that like Dota was doing as well for people that would jump into games and like, oh, I didn't get the hero that I was wanting to play as or something like that or they didn't get the lane they wanted so they would just quit and then go back to the main menu and uh start matchmaking again uh and what they ended up implementing was like all right you can't do that anymore we'll put a five minute uh ban on your your sort of wait time and then if you did it again like now it was 20 minutes and then eventually like it had just increased to you can't do it all right anymore so that's that's something i did see a video on the subreddit today of some dude who got the ranked the penalty yeah. uh for leaving a game when the game had matched him with nobody else all oh, right <laughs> oh we shouldn't have... which is a bit of a bummer. why didn't he win then <laughs> right let's just go in champ yeah easy easy 100 points uh, but yeah <laughs> um the other thing they put in there which i had happened the other day was a uh, loss forgiveness um and this seems to be sort of rewarding or, or like if you jump into a game and something's wrong, whether it's like something with the server, there's a problem or uh, something happened with your team, people dropping out or whatnot. Uh, it means that if you get knocked out really early, 
you don't end up losing the rank points that it costs you to get into the match. So say you jump into bronze and it costs you, uh, I don't know what bronze is. Is it 20 points or something stupid? No, it's free. Bronze is free. Uh, let's say you jump into yeah. silver. <laughs> silver costs you tw- 12 yeah. points to play and you have this problem, then uh, you, it, you know, you're not losing anything. So it's looking at, um, you know... It's- Although that only, that like, just as in the case of the like the guy who got penalized for leaving a game where it hadn't matched him with anyone, yeah. I had a number, a couple of ranked games when I hit silver uh, where we didn't get matched. Well, I only got matched with one other person. Yeah, right. And it didn't forgive me for that loss one of us would have had to lose yeah. uh, one of us would have had to leave to actually trigger the loss for just you abandon uh, just leave it leave your computer on forever just AFK yeah yeah uh, but yeah like that's yeah it's working but it's not flawless yeah um, yeah what else did we talk about was there anything else in my interviews that worth mentioning um, uh, I don't have it open, so I'm not. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, they basically talked about how they want ranked to to be um, sort of like the the stepping stone into esports um, tournaments, and they, they're not really too focused on esports tournaments at the moment. But yeah, it's something they're they're planning on or they want it to do. But it's not. It's nowhere near there yet. Uh, what did you say while I was talking? Pass to bro. Pass bro. Yeah. Um, they talked about uh, basically the way that they're handling multiple maps. I guess uh, at the at the moment, Kings Canyon is not playable. The original map. What they want to do is have World's Edge be the only thing that you can play in, in ranked and casual, and eventually reintroduce Kings Canyon. Um, the way that it sounds like they want to do it is it'll be a random selection. Um, Possibly, they they're not one hundred percent sure. They want to look at at um, feedback, depending on the community as well. Um, they talked about like obviously by having these things in there, like the lever penalties. If you were to get a map that you didn't like, for instance, in ranked, then uh, you you'll be penalized for it. Like you end up losing points, uh, you end up not being able to play. So at the end of the day, it's like not even worth leaving. Um, but in terms of casual, don't really know how they're going to handle that. They're still thinking about it. They've got multiple ways to try and um, approach that, but they're not 100% sure. They're definitely aware of PUBG and the way PUBG handled theirs, multiple apps, and it sounds like they don't want to go down that route. Um, like I was talking to them about how about like PUBG... With me rage quitting every time we get fucking selected on Sandwich. Yeah, well, they talked about how like PUBG now has... Um, you know, like PUBG, he's got like 30 different queues and they don't want that. Like they said that when they introduced the, those little event modes that they had, like you can play with shotguns or sniper rifles. Like they can see the differences in the, the amount that their player pools are dropping in certain uh, games because of that. And they just can't imagine like what they're going to do if they start splitting queues even more. Um, so they're, they're completely aware about it. Um, and they the other thing they told me is that they look at Australia in particular and, and try and figure out like if they put something in the game and it's not going to work in Australia, then they're not interested in putting it in the game. Like Australia is kind of like their test case scenario. Will this work at 
I think the quote was like, will this work at Australia in on PC at two o'clock in the morning? Um, uh, and no, if it doesn't, then yeah, <laughs> then it'll be, then it's not worth them in, you know, putting it in there. So yeah. yeah, they definitely want to focus on making sure this stuff works. And I don't know about you, but I, I played a lot of apex at night in particular, and I never had I any issues did. getting yeah. games or anything like that. So it's, it's working so far. We'll see what kind of happens when, when they fire up Kings Canyon again and, um, how people react to it. Uh, in terms of the map, it's it's really wide open. They really want to in- incentivize long-range gunfights now. Uh, and the way we've seen that is a, a big bu- uh, buff to sniper rifles in particular and a nerf to SMGs. I think we talked about this last week or, or quite recently that they were doing this. And this map, um, yeah, it's it's really wide open. A lot of like long sort of... Uh, like you can see out really far in the distance and be like, I, I'm like standing here. People can definitely see where where I'm, I'm uh, where I'm coming from, and I, I feel like this map in particular has been designed for some sort of event or events that are like they're planning on doing stuff with it. Because Kings Canyon felt very, uh, it was definitely had its open areas, but it still felt very like claustrophobic and tight in s- certain regions, like. Um, a lot of walls that were up and uh, like giant mountains in the way whereas this one is just huge open areas and it seems like they're maybe planning on something obviously they've been doing it with the other maps like big giant changes fucking huge dinosaur looking things that were walking around and stomping through areas but this feels completely different and it feels like they've designed it to do something really big um, like whether or not that is putting titans like some sort of titan mode in the game i don't know but that was kind of like the vibe that i was getting from it like really? like huge areas um and why would you need these huge areas if, if like if the game doesn't go down the route of being um long range fights with assault rifles and that sort of thing then i don't know why these huge areas are around for so i could be wrong mm. i could be looking into it the wrong way but that's kind of the way that uh, i felt going into it um, I think they're going to be, be tweaking some of the loot uh, loot bins. There's, I feel like there's not enough in, in a lot of the areas. Um, Kings Canyon had that problem at the start, and eventually they added a, a lot more loot. And I think it's pretty in a pretty good spot for the most part. Um, yeah. Whereas this yeah. is, it could be just a point of not knowing like where the loot is at the moment, but just landing at locations. I mean, like it feels like there's nothing here. Like there's two bins around this corner, and there should be at least five, <laughs> that type of thing. So yeah. I think they'll probably add a couple more bins to some of those areas, which will be really good. Um, disruptor rounds have been completely removed. So disruptor rounds were the ones that would cause uh, a lot of shield damage to you. When they first came out, they were super OP. I would just run around with them the entire time. Um, and then once the shields were dead, it wouldn't matter anyway. Whatever you're shooting was was basically in trouble. They ended up nerfing it a couple times and they're at the point now where they've just flat out removed it. So good good change. Uh, skull, skull Piercer Hop-Up was also removed. This is the one that went on the Wingman and the Longbow, DMR. Longbow. And it done a yep. bunch of damage for headshots, so that's completely gone. Um, they've replaced them with... Uh, did I write them down? I can't remember. Um, they've replaced them... Something for the... 
the ARs, right? The card line and the flat line? Yeah, yeah. So they've re- replaced them. Um, the way that one works is uh, the uh, G7 Scout and the Auto Shotgun um, for double tap. So it fires two really quick shots. Um, and it's pretty good on like a shotgun. I've not really tried it on the sniper rifle, but it'd be interesting to use. Uh, but on the shotgun, like if you can do a lot of damage really quickly, I wouldn't use it as a, um, like running around, like as my normal gun, that would be the thing I used to open up with. And I'd quickly switch to like an SMG or something. Cause it seems to take a lot more time for it to reload that next shot. It's not like you're pressing shoot and then you can just keep mashing the button. Um, there seems to be a bit of a weight on there. So it's a nice way to open up a fight, but otherwise I don't think I'd use it the entire fight. It seemed a bit weird. Uh, the anvil is the one I think you were talking about, and that increases um, your like assault rifle damage, um, but it slows down the rate of fire on the gun. So again, yeah. you got to try and weigh up your options, but... Yeah, they're, they're trying new things at least, which is which is cool. Um, Gibraltar got buffed. Bloodhound got buffed. Someone else got buffed. Um, they didn't have patch... Well, they didn't give us patch notes. They, they kind of just said, they'll be out in a couple of days and you can kind of get a feel for them. Um, Gibraltar got buffed by uh, his ultimate, like does a ton of damage now, like a lot more damage. I'd probably choose oh, yeah. him over... Um, uh oh gosh what's her name bangalore, bangalore now um bangalore's ult takes a lot of time to sort of trigger whereas his is really quick now and he can throw it a lot further it's it's crazy so i, I really like what the changes made to to gibraltar um yeah and the obvious nerfs are, are pathfinder and wraith the two probably most popular characters in the game they slowed down the zip lines for, for pathfinder a little bit um, sounds like the community is pretty happy with it. It's not a huge nerf. It's not super noticeable. And then they uh, they nerfed Wraith a little bit as well, which is you know probably one of the most the probably the most popular character in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the map has a locked door in it that is not opened at the moment, and behind the locked door is a bunch of high level gear. Uh, I was trying to count it, and I think I counted about 10, 10 items in that room, uh, ranging from oh. golds and purples, from shields, hop-ups, um, uh, like, just, it. I don't think, there was a couple of attachments, but I couldn't see any weapons or anything in there. It was kind of just like your normal golds and purples that were going on. Um, the The door has a countdown on it, and at the time that we were playing it, it was two weeks from when we were playing. I haven't been in there since the launch to see if it's changed. Um, right. So if we're to judge that countdown, it'll be sometime next week that that'll trigger. And it seems like to open it, you'll need some sort of key. And uh, from the teaser video that they dropped, the key is probably going to drop from these um, lot of, like little supply drones that fly around the map now. Um so yep. that was another thing they've added in is these drones that fly around. You're no longer getting supply drops, random supply drops in the world. Um, these drones will zip around to different areas. They're carrying this like little orb bin thing and they change colors. And depending on what color the the orb is when you destroy it uh, will depend on what type of gear you get, like tiered loot. So it could be 
I think it switches between three colors, uh, purple, blue, and gold. Um, so, yeah. It's, it's another risk-reward thing. Like, if you're hearing shots towards an area, you know there's someone nearby. You can see people shooting drones. You can go chase them and whatnot. So it's a cool little change that they put in there, um, which is a lot of fun. Uh, what else is there? They've added extra voice lines, which one of them is really cool. One, uh, the one that's really cool is that you now are notified when you're being third party, <laughs> which is awesome. So yeah. if you're if you're in a fight with with a team and then another team rolls up and starts shooting you, your character's voice line will tell you that you're being third party, and so then you can make a decision whether or not you want to disengage. So again, like more ways of displaying information like really quickly um you know they had the whole ping system in there and that sort of stuff but it's like another layer of just giving you more information that's super handy for the player to dissect extremely quickly which i i really enjoy um yeah but i think that's probably about it in terms of all the things i wrote down but yeah we played we played pretty well i was teamed up with um gamespot and a, a streamer um we won our second game. The first game was a bit rough. Like I got in there and some of my buttons that were bound weren't bound properly. Um, oh. But eventually I got that all sorted out. And uh, by the second game, we won that game. And then I think the next two or three games, we came like second or something like that. Um, but all up throughout the event, we we had a couple wins. We, we got there. We, we played pretty well. Um, nice. They had... PCs, but also you could play them on controller. Um, so I was talking to some of the guys that were playing on controller and asking them like how they were going because some of them were winning games um, pretty convincingly. And they said that they could definitely notice a difference when they were coming up against a PC team because it was a lot harder um, and they felt like they just didn't have a chance. So something to maybe keep in mind for when they start looking at crossplay if they go in that direction uh but some of these guys like like it definitely was taking me on pc time to get used to it like i'm not playing there with my own computer it's not my own sensitivity mouse keyboard that sort of thing um whereas if you jump in with a controller it's basically you know pretty close to the yeah. same unless you've changed sensitivity settings and whatnot um so yeah it seems like if you're a good enough player you'll be able to go up against pc players and eventually that stuff will funnel through in terms of ranking and whatnot. Like there's no reason why a really good player shouldn't be able to hold their own on, on console against a, you know, and maybe an average or below average PC person if the if the matchmaking works out to be really good. So, I mean, I would like to see them implement some more crossplay stuff, but I guess we'll see what happens. Maybe that's something we talk about later. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I, I really dug it. Like so many changes. They, as I said, they talk, They said that they've been working on this for eighteen months. This update, or this map in particular, which is a huge amount of time. Uh, it feels like their biggest update they've done yet. Like a huge amount of changes in there. It feels really good. Uh, a lot of new buildings on the map. Um, giant like skyscraper buildings that are multiple multiple floors up in the air that you can get to the roof. Um, just some really cool some cool areas that you can kind of explore and go around and if they 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 sort of talked about treating this as a games as a service type situation where they want to do constant updates and that sort of stuff so 
uh, with these events that they're planning on doing. It's going to be really cool to see where that sort of unfolds and what happens further down in the year. So, yeah, man, I'm keen. I liked it so much. I had so much fun playing. And I've been playing the last couple of days just on uh, just on ranked and casual games, just jumping in there and with randoms and having fun. It's been really good. I target quite a bit. Yep. Nice. Any questions? Uh, no. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. I uh, I was shit jealous that you got to go play it. I haven't played it yet. Um, probably going to check it out today at some point, probably during lunch or whatever. Mm. But uh, yeah, it, it looks really good. I, I've seen a couple of complaints about the sightlines being too too long. Yeah, they're huge. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Hopefully they can do something about that, I guess. Oh, no, I think um, they want that. Yeah. They want assault rifles to be in play. Because at the moment, like, King's Canyon was very close range. It's SMGs and shotguns and that sort of stuff. They want to try and spread it out a little bit more, which I'm cool with. I, I, I want to see some... I like using the sniper rifles in the game. <laughs> They're a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I've never really uh, gone from but, yeah. but they had like pros at the event and it, you know it was tough to get some of those wins my goodness people were sweaty people were definitely sweaty not as sweaty as when we play Call of Duty at media events but <laughs> they had they had like guys from TSM there and that sort of stuff so there was definitely pros yep. walking around um, yeah a lot of fun there's a train I said that right there's a freaking train so cool so cool uh, but if you haven't seen it, go watch that the Apex, the two Apex trailers. I honestly think it's two of the best trailers for video games released this year. Uh, yeah, they're outstanding. It's really cool. Nice. Apex Legends season three out now. Tight. All right. Speaking of games that are out right now, uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Have you played mm. any of this yet? <laughs> nope. <laughs> no. Um, uh, because I've been sick. Been sick. Uh, so I did yep. the multiplayer oh, fuck. Pre- preview event in Paris ages back. Um, so I hadn't yep. actually seen any of the main campaign stuff at all. Yep. When they did the first reveal, I was so confused. When we've talked about, it, really confused about what this game was. It felt like a weird mix between um, Wildlands and something something else. Like it didn't feel like a Wildlands sequel. Uh, and then we had a bunch of people playing the uh, the betas throughout the year as well. And, and the, the most recent beta was, what, within the last couple of weeks? And uh, it sounded pretty buggy, like really broken. Everyone was saying how bad it was. I've yep. put in about eight or nine hours so far. And I'm, I've not seen any issues at all. Um, so I don't know what was going on there. It was possible it was an old build and they were just doing tests with network stuff or something like that. Or maybe I'm just not up to the broken bit yet. I, I don't know. I'm just not seeing... Oh, no. We got we got into the broken stuff fucking almost instantly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't like... I was asking... I think I was talking to Cleb or someone last night and I was like, like what, what were we actually seeing that was broken? Because I've not, not seen anything. Like, I'm not... The closest thing that I saw was a weird animation that was going on for like five or six seconds and that was it. But otherwise, everything's been running 
fine, smooth. I haven't seen any problems with the game at all. So I'm not. Um, maybe I'm just super lucky. Anyway, it, it's a follow-up to Wildlands. It takes place on a, um, a, a a remote island that has been taken over by some rogue ghosts, led by the Punisher, um, and you are on this island after being shot down in a plane and uh you're trying to figure out exactly what is going on and uh i guess go for revenge try and find out what the punish is up to and it's very um like once i've gotten in there and started to play it i've definitely looked back at aspects of wild bands that i've really liked um and starting to like really tickle those same sort of senses again which was the getting into an area like a compound doing your reconnaissance finding out where everyone is and then trying to figure out how to infiltrate it i never really played um wildlands as a assault like run and gun like i would always jump in with my silence weapons and take everybody out one at a time that sort of stuff like work my way through like stealth in unless things got loud and then all of a sudden you just start you know going for guns out um so yeah, I'm, I'm actually having like a lot of fun doing that. And it, for, for whatever reason, it feels less arcadey than Wildlands, even though it's got like this weird geared tiered system going on where you find loot out in the world and it's got different gear stats on it. Um, like it's sort of, I guess people are comparing it to like Destiny, but because I haven't played Destiny in so long, I just don't. Like that reference to me is pretty non-existent. Um, whereas when you play a game like the, the Division, for instance, you're getting gear and it's got scores on it and it does a certain amount of damage and whatnot. Whereas this game's not, it doesn't feel like that at the moment. Like the weapons are quite similar. What they're doing is, and I think this is what they're doing, the tiered items have like blues and purple or blues and greens and whatnot. And each of those have like a, a stat boost on it. So you've got like mobility and stamina and stealth uh, and handling and things like that and when you get these colored items it adds to those stats it'll be like plus 10 stealth or plus 10 to uh, or sorry minus 10 to technical cooldown which is your ultimate ability and so that's kind of where i'm seeing those stats come into play i'm not really seeing a huge amount coming to like this gun does now this much damage or it shoots quicker um, at least at the the area that I'm in, maybe at that changes later on, but it doesn't seem to be hugely noticeable in terms of like the weapon differences. You can definitely find. I mean, uh, right at the start, mm. right? I don't know if you took the shots or not. Right at the start, when you come across that cutscene where someone gets murdered at a fucking helicopter, yeah. your team. Uh, did you choose to engage those people? I can't remember. If you did. Uh, you would have noticed that they were level 100. Oh, yeah, I've come across those guys. Level 2. Yeah. Uh, and if you engage them, you would notice that you would die in two shots. Yeah. And they die to, uh, I think it's, I don't know, 15. Yeah. Uh, unless you shoot them in the head, in which case they're an insta-kill. Uh, so when we did it in the beta, when I did it in the alpha, uh, me and Cleb, um, we died a couple of times just trying to do that. Uh, see what we could get away with. Um, uh, when we did it in the beta, we all headshot everyone down there, got some garbage loot, 
Uh, that was cool, but there's zero question that uh, there is damage modification in there. Uh, whether it be armor modification or what, uh, maybe it's not damage, maybe it's literally armor. Yeah, but, I think it's armor. Uh, like, a lot of yeah. those big guys have, like, armor on them, and I think what's going to happen is once you get to a certain point, your weapon is just kind of going to do... Like, they're doing, like, a damage reduction or something on them. Like you yeah. said, yeah, I think that's what's going on. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely... Like, that level system definitely has its impact. I mean, if you... You can probably still you're in the free roam section you can probably still find a fucking base that is level 150 right now oh yeah i've, I've been uh, into like, them yeah yeah like as long if you don't headshot them you will die yeah uh, real fast um and they'll have drones and shit that make it oh yeah the drones are hard um that's i think yeah that's that's what people are talking about i think in terms of the division shit mm is is that you know there are areas you can't go to because you're not powerful enough or whatever but it's not reflected in your actual gear it's reflected in the quality of your gear yep. um which i don't really agree with yeah on a fundamental level um yeah um I, I remember when we watched the when i watched the first trailer i had a problem the like the shooting didn't seem right in that trailer like something felt off about it it yeah. felt like really um, like it didn't have weight or something, but like playing this, it feels like Wildlands. Um, uh, like the like, I'll get a sniper rifle out and aim it at a dude, hold my breath and fire a shot off, and I'll, I'll hit that target. You know, you got to follow the bullet drop and whatnot. Um, but otherwise, the shooting feels pretty good from what I've been playing. Um, the the thing that I like about it the most it, and it's crazy but it there's this thing called guided mode and explore exploration mode and they've done this in other games before they i think they first put it into assassin's creed where they kind of turned off a bunch of the um like the the game game mechanic stuff and just kind of let you walk around and explore for yourself and the way they do it in this game is they turn off your objective markers so you get an objective to be like generally to be like go find henry or some dude and you get a marker on the map and you go to that marker and henry's standing there whereas in this sort of exploration mode and they they say it's the way that it, the game is meant to be played as well which in that case i don't know why it's a toggleable thing it should be the default way you play it if that's the way they recommend you to play it that's a different argument um but what they do is now henry is not a, a marker on the map Here's now three or four clues that they give you. And it'll it'll basically be like he was seen last seen northwest of blah blah pond. Uh which, you know, and then it'll give you another clue like uh, you know, southeast from this area. And so like they give you all these locations, and then what you do is you look at your giant map that you've got, and you're now deciphering like all these different clues that they've given you and being like, Alright, where should I go look? And then so it's Sea of Thieves. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nice. But it's. I think it's more... The, the clues that I've seen have been generally... Uh, well, they started off pretty basic. They get to a point where it's like, start looking near the, the uh, destroyed car or something like that, or the destroyed vehicle. And not, yeah, like that's a, that, it gets that detailed at, at certain points. 
And so now you're, you're like, all right, I'm looking on this map. It's saying it's north of here, but it's also saying it's to the east of this part on the map. So then you start triangulating like locations on your map and then you put down a beacon. And you're like, I'm going to go look in this area. And eventually like you get to that area and you could be off by a little bit or whatever, but you start like exploring that location. And eventually you get to the point, you know, you find Henry or whoever he's looking for. I fucking love that. It's so cool. I, I'm, I'm 10 hours in and I've been playing it the entire time this way. Um, the map is really, I guess like, it's like a military map. It's got the contours of the, you know, the elevations and that sort of thing on the map. Um, it's, it's extremely detailed. You, you get a real sense of like when it tells you to go to a specific area, you're like, all right, I kind of know where I'm looking and you start triangulating the exact location of where you think you should be looking. It could be something simple as like, um, you need to go to this fort and it's a giant fort. But once you get to that fort, you're now looking for Intel and it's not necessarily telling you where the Intel is. You've got to search the entire fort to try and find this stuff. And uh, I'm having so much fun playing it this way as opposed to being like the game literally putting markers on your screen telling you where to go like as a fetch quest. It feels like I'm playing a bit more of a puzzle game. Like you said, Sea of Thieves. And I dig that. I don't know if I'm going to get to a point where I just get sick of it and I'm like, just tell me where the fucking thing is I need to find. Um, But I'm enjoying the like, hey, go find this fort and then find the next part of the clue and that sort of stuff is really... Um, I'm enjoying that immensely. Like, I, I feel like that should have been on by default. Uh, and I also want more games to do this because, yeah, it's really cool. Like, it might get to a point where I might play the next Assassin's Creed like this if that is in there. Um, because it just, you know, uh, I, I feel like I read something about this in, uh, like, if this was a thing in Red, Red Dead Redemption 2 where, they just turn off all your objective markers. And I guess it's sort of like that. Like you kind of just stumble upon quests and whatnot. But if yeah. you just like weren't given where you should be going, just like a short description of like a town or something like that, and then walk in and try and role play your way through it, that'd be awesome. So I really yeah, I really be. dig this, whatever they're doing with this this exploration stuff. Um, and then so on top of that, just the uh, the stealth mechanics and uh, I'm really enjoying stealthing my way through through um giant army bases and just fucking destroying people uh it's a lot of fun like did you play mgs5 yeah how does it compare to that um so mgs5 got to i feel like mgs5 is very cartoony like it's a slapstick like it, it obviously takes itself very seriously but at the same time it does silly things with like sticking fucking balloons oh yeah balloons on people or like uh decoys into the ground and like weird boxes and whatnot um there is definitely gadgets and things that you can get in the game to sort of allow you to stealth further i just unlocked a um a drone that you can mark people and you can do like a quick shot on them um remember in the last game you had allies that would follow you around and you would mark people and you do the um, the countdown and then take them all out. Now it's a consumable yep. that you can unlock and do it that way. Uh, but there's a thing like I, I'm going for, it. I'm trying to unlock it. 
there's a blowtorch that you can get that'll cut like holes through wire fences and I'm going for that immediately because fuck yeah that sounds amazing um, I've unlocked night vision goggles and fucking thermal goggles and like I you can shoot lights out um, at nighttime and uh, you know to sort of fuck up the vision of players um, there are uh, generators throughout some of these camps that you can sabotage um, there are uh, certain items or certain like enemy um, like turrets and things like that that you can hack um, I don't know how deep it's going to go in terms of, like the the gimmicky gameplay mechanic stuff but there's definitely things in the game that is not just walk in and shoot people um, you know I've gotten I've started crafting C4 and grenades and, and uh, um, there's that sort of stuff in there uh, there's like crafting recipes to make your, you know, improve your stamina or weapon handling and things like that. They're really going for this survival aspect of you being trapped on this island and trying to build all your resources. Um, the thing that I'm not so sure about at the moment is I feel like I am, I'm destroying people in one shot. But whenever I get caught and I get in a gunfight, I'm just soaking ammo. Like I'm just get, I can just stand there and be like, taking all these shots. I don't know if it's because I've over leveled that specific area or something, or if it's just a really bullet spongy game for the player. Um, but yeah, it just doesn't feel like it feels like everybody else is going down in two or three shots, unless I headshot them. But if I get shot, yep. uh, I can take like 20, 20 bullets and I'm fine. Um, it, it, so it's really yeah. weird about that animation system is they're doing some really cool things with that in particular the first time it happened i was walking down a hill and i don't know if this is in the beta but i was walking down a hill and the hill got too steep and then so the guy starts like sliding with his feet uh and it got to a point where i was like oh, this is pretty fine i'm just kind of like sliding and what i did notice there's a stamina bar at the bottom and once that stamina bar hits zero it's not a good thing and all of a sudden, my guy just starts like he starts rolling and tumbling down this hill. I fucking lost it. Like I was laughing so hard because I just something you do not expect to see. Like I've not seen that. I don't think I've ever seen that before in a game where you lose your footing on a hill and off you go. That's it. It starts rolling down the hill. Um, so that's really cool. Like they're doing things in terms of realism and like trying to manage your stamina and whatnot. But on the other side, it's like, why am I being shot at? And I'm taking like 20 rounds to try and kill me. Like, I want to, I feel like I need, maybe I do need to do it. Maybe I fucked up and I've changed the wrong difficulty. I'm, I'm thinking I might go back in there and put it on another tier up for my difficulty. Because uh, I, want, like, I want it to be challenging. I don't want to just, I want to feel like I'm stealthing the game. And if I fuck up, then I want there to be consequences, right? Yeah. And I don't feel like I'm having that at the moment. So... Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go and change the difficulty. Um, but yeah, just like the, the animations of, of walking up hills and and, uh, and the amount of like energy that will take and you've got to really manage like, I don't know if I can really walk up this hill. Maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I should go find a motorbike and, and, and motorbike my way up there. Um, so yeah, I'm digging all that sort of stuff. I, I, I am, I think I'm nine hours in and my story progress is at zero percent. I've not done anything. I've done so much in this game, but I've done like <laughs> no story progress. And the amount of area that I've covered on the map is so small. Like, yeah, I, I'm uh, I'm very surprised at how much I'm enjoying this so so far. 
Um, I don't think it's doing like anything wildly different from Wildlands, but I'm just enjoying what it's doing. Like I'm having fun playing it. It yeah. might get to a point where I just feel like I'm literally doing the same thing constantly, which is what you know what what a lot of these games are, right? You just jump into a base, you annihilate everybody, and you go to the next base, um, do the same thing over and again. Yeah. And it's but the 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 puzzle element is trying to figure out how to get into those bases and how to clear everybody out. Um, so yeah, that's the parts that I'm I'm really enjoying, like like flying my drone in and doing recon and tagging all the enemies and then being like, all right, how am I going to, how am I going to deal with, you know, my entry and that sort of stuff. So, um, that stuff is really cool. There's, uh, there's different weather effects. Game looks amazing. Um, there are drones that fly overhead that can spot you and call in reinforcements where you got to like hide behind trees or hide in the grass. The grass looks phenomenal in this game. Um, I think that the drones and the uh, they do like spy planes that kind of fly over every once in a while. Uh, I think they're too. That's happening way too often. That needs to be toned down. I feel like because um, I just don't really know what that's adding. I guess as I guess as a team, it'd be harder. Like if you're playing with three other people trying to communicate, like there's a drone coming, get the fuck down, and then everybody gets down or tries to get out of the way then that's probably um, more rewarding. But playing by yourself, it just kind of gets tedious of being like, oh, he comes on the drone. Right. Or, I kind of yeah. know what I'm doing. Um, it just feels like they're coming too often and they're not yep. really causing any problems for me anyway. Um, yeah, I haven't really had a chance to play around with any of the, the cop stuff in terms of, you know, there's this whole... Uh, injury system that they've got in there um, and being able to pick up your injured players and that sort of thing, that seems really cool. So haven't had a chance to do that, but I want to. Um, there's tons and tons of stuff to do. There's like the PvP section, which I haven't checked out. There's faction assignments. There's weapon attachments that you can go out and get in the world, which the last game had as well. Um, and there's kind of like your main missions and your side missions. And they're, it seems like it's not... Um, like there's a story and there's an overall arc to the story, but you can kind of just jump in and play it your own sort of way or in your own order. Um, and there's obviously these areas that are like, you need to be level 150 or, you know, have a gear score of a hundred to try and get in here. But it seems like you can still do it. Like you said, you can just go in and headshot people if you want to, um, or stealth your way through it. So yeah, I, I'm pretty surprised at how much, fun i'm having so far whether or not that uh tails off in the next couple of days i'll see but yeah i'm digging it i'm surprised it's not bro a broken mess because all i heard was how broken this game was um from, it was from the beta it was so yeah. fucked in the beta oh my lord yeah it was it was so fucked and it just didn't feel satisfying to play in any sense yeah because it just felt like you were like it wasn't like Daisy fucked. Like you weren't getting heavily punished for the mistakes. It was mostly just like goofy yeah, fucked, yeah. Uh, which I think is more poisonous at the end of the day. I just can't reconcile, like personally reconcile, the fucking gear system. To be honest, like just fundamentally, I feel like adding a division style gear system is a mistake that I, I don't know how I'm going to get over. Right. 
Like, I want to play it, and I think it's something that we could probably play together, which makes it better. Right. But... But yes, the, see, the thing I is, don't I don't understand. understand what the gear is doing. That's my point. Like, there's a gear system in there, and I don't feel like it's doing anything other than giving me mobility stats. And even then, I'm like, eh. It just feels like a system that's in place to, like, to slow down progression again, or to, like, it just feels like unnecessary gamification, in my opinion. Like, yeah, the idea that, like, we... Uh, you know, need to craft shit or whatever. Like, we can't just pick stuff up and the fact that I can't just go to a location and get get the attachment I want for my gun or whatever, fuck, I gotta unlock it somehow or find it or whatever. Yeah, so most of the, most of the uh, base guns have attachments on them, but it's like the extra, yeah. um, like if you want to find different uh, types of op- optic scopes or things like that, then you can go, all right, where is it? And then look on your, your list uh, and then click on it and you can pin it. Oh, by the way, you can pin multiple objectives as well, which is fucking amazing. Like, every game needs that. Uh, yeah, but go ahead. What were you going to say? That's yeah. about it. How does pinning objectives work with the exploration system? Oh, so you um, you basically go into your map or your objective screen, and you can pin ping three objectives, and you click on the one that you want, You and then it kind of moves over to the, 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 uh, the log, and you just slot it into whichever log you want, and then it's there, and it shows you your your um you know your clues. Right. Okay. Yeah. The yeah. only thing I'll say about that is it's uh it's a bit intrusive because uh, it's always well for the most part it's always there. I've got my HUD set to right. dynamic, which means that if there's nobody around me, then elements start switching off, or if I'm not in an objective area, then it starts switching off. Right. What I would like to happen is the map to stay. And the fuck off the objectives. Like, I don't need to see the objectives. If I'm in an area that I know I'm in, piss off. Um, Mm. Map, you can stay. That's the only negative thing I've got about about, about that. But, man, we talked about this when I played Borderlands. Like, I want to be able to have multiple objectives on the screen and see what I'm doing. And this game, you know, there's a limit. You can put three, but you don't need that. Like, you can have... Three is better than one. Yeah, so you can have an objective, your current objective, and then your... um, your like uh, assault class objectives. So I'm playing assault, and it'll be like gets uh, you know 30 kills with an SMG, um, get two kills within five seconds with a grenade or something like that, um, and then you can like check those off, and and that gives you kind of like experience and, and that sort of thing. Or you, and then you can have like a daily on the side as well. That'll be like uh, you know go blow up a a, a truck. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I dig that there's a way to pin multiple objectives on screen. Very handy, and more games need to to use that. So, um, and it seems huge, man. Like I I jumped into a helicopter to go to an objective that was south of the map. It took me fucking ages to get there. Like I'm talking about minutes to fly in a helicopter. Yeah, the map is enormous, um, which is really fun. And I want to play some. I want to jump in and check out PvP and see how that is sort of how that's going like if it's as campy as um the last game because they made a bunch of changes in there to try and negate that um so i'm keen to check that out but otherwise yeah i want to jump in with some of you guys and play some like rainbow shit some some stealth and find a base and just go in there and fucking destroy it um because there's a bunch of different uh i'm thinking of switching up my class i'm not 100 percent sure because i'm playing assault 
I'll maybe want to switch to Panther, which is a stealth class. Because um, I'm playing it more stealthy at the moment. I don't know. Maybe I'll change it. <laughs> maybe I'll change it at some stage, but I mean I'm enjoying it as a stealth as a stealth game. So yeah. I am wildly surprised, cool. as I said, at how much I'm enjoying it so far. It's it's a lot of fun. Uh can't you know, story is whatever. Like not really too engaged about what's going on in the story. Um and what's going on with the Punisher, but yeah. It's seems fine. Like yeah, if you like a shooty game, and you like a, I feel like it's a bit more hardcore than, or at least the, the the game that I'm playing feels a bit more hardcore than Wildlands. Um, yeah, maybe check it out if if Wildlands was your jam. Alright, for cool. sure. Nice. Yep. Alrighty. Was that it? Let's do some news. We got some news. Kicking off with some Sony news, Sean Layden has departed as the uh, like the president or CEO yeah. of uh, Sony Entertainment. Sony, big cheese. Yeah, the big cheese. Um, kind of abrupt, like news story. Uh, I didn't see it coming. Well, I don't think anybody saw it coming, and, and it seems to be. Like, uh, pretty much just like, a, hey, this is happening, it's happening now. As opposed to like, hey, yeah, he's it's, leaving, it's and he's like, leaving yeah, in right now. six months. You know, like kind of like what um, what they were doing with like Nintendo and Reggie, that sort of thing. Like, hey, he's stepping down or whatever. Just like, no, nope, he's, he's gone. <laughs> Which makes you wonder, like, what happened? Yeah, uh, I'm sure there's a story there, but... It's a bit early to say. Uh, but yeah, um, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Um, I don't know. I think Layden was in charge for like a number of really good years for PlayStation. So I'm sure this sad to see him go. Um, yeah, and you know, this happening just before they're supposed to announce or the prior to the announcement of. Uh, PlayStation 5 when they were teasing aspects of it but not actually announcing it um, I think you know I think that's interesting hopefully it wasn't some sort of massive internal conflict that led to him leaving uh, it would be surprising if the chairman had to leave because he couldn't get his fucking way um, but yeah I don't know I'm, I'm not sure if it's entirely Sean but uh, Sean was definitely in charge when they decided to switch from the nightmare that was the cell processor across to the uh, the X86 architecture X86 X64 sure. whatever the fucking using in the PS4 yeah. uh, which was obviously a really good like a spectacular move for PlayStation uh, and led it to be the market leader yeah. and you look where we are with crossplay and things like that now as well yeah I don't know. Maybe he left because he absolutely flat out refuses to allow crossplay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they and they switched it on today, <laughs> and they switched it on yeah. today. Um, so yeah, not one hundred percent sure when he's leaving, but it sounds like it's going to be pretty pretty soon. Um, yeah, it doesn't sound like it's going to be like a you know six months from now because they they probably would have said that in the statement. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, what else we got here? Uh, a gearbox, some gearbox Borderlands news. 
Uh, this is regarding Troy Baker not coming back to reprise his role as Reese, um, one of the CEOs of one of the companies, one of the gun companies. Do you remember? Uh, no. no. Cool. We're, we're amazing at this. Um, we're so good. We're, we're pretty good. So, yeah, there's been some back and forwards about this since kind of like the announcement of the game. Um, and, uh, yeah, Troy Baker, uh, I think, was originally very surprised about seeing his character showing up in that trailer because as far as he knew, um, he hadn't been or he hadn't signed on to do anything. And so it turned out that they actually replaced his character. And uh, this whole sort of Twitter war started where... Somebody asked why, like, Troy Baker wasn't doing it, and Randy Pitchford kind of went on and said that he, he was told that the uh, that the role was turned down by Troy. And then, like, Troy's people came back and said, no, that's not the case, we didn't turn it down. And then Randy was on Twitter again saying, oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what happened. And so now that the, some more details come out about it, basically Troy Baker um, is part of a, uh, a union uh, for voice actors and actors in general and um, Gearbox by the sounds of it didn't want to uh, agree to signing people in the union and so therefore wasn't able to um, employ or Troy's not able to take the that role uh, unless those sort of terms are met and the weird thing about this though is that all this information came out and then Gearbox started talking about how, like, that wasn't true and that they, they were, like, happy for how Troy's career kicked off after they cast him in the Borderlands role. And you're like, what? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> yeah. That's certainly one reaction. Uh... I didn't see this. I, I didn't see up to this part of it. Good lord. I... Um, how did they get there? How did they arrive at that? That's insane. Yeah. It, it was basically like, oh, you know, we're, we're, we're happy, you know, that uh, how Troy's career has sprung after we cast him. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know. I'll see if I can find the quote. Here we go. We also believe strongly in hiring local voice actors whenever we, we can, which is why we're thrilled Troy's career really took off after working with us. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah. Um, Yikes. So yeah, it, it. I mean, they're spinning some, some shit here. Uh, it sounds really weird. So it, it wasn't a case of, of Troy Bacon turning down the role, but the, they're saying that Gearbox wouldn't agree to working uh, on a union agreement, so therefore he wasn't allowed to take the job because they need to agree to it for oh. them to take those jobs. So yeah, right. Anyway, there's uh, that I still guess... seems to be ongoing. This whole thing, like the story I'm looking at, has been updated like four times at the moment. I'm Kotaku. <laughs> like every day, there's a new, there's a new Jeez. thing. Yeah, Fair it's enough. fine. All right. Uh, yeah, that's just pointless drama, I guess. Like, just dumb drama. Uh, but yeah, Gearbox should definitely drop it. Uh, there's nothing to gain. And being petty, 
Good lord. What the fuck are they going to get out yeah, of Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's dumb. That is dumb. Anyway. All right. Moving on. Cool. You want to do the next one? This is yours, isn't it? Oh, yeah. PS4 Crossway exit, exits beta phase. We fucking literally should have done this after the Sean Layden one where we were talking no. about this. But uh, basically, yeah, PS4 Crossway has been in beta uh, because they didn't want to admit that it worked. You know, it at one point literally worked by accident in Fortnite. Uh, <laughs> yeah. By accident. Uh, they turned it on accidentally. Uh, so they had to beta test it uh, to make sure that it worked fine. Uh, even though, yeah, it was so simple to do that they had it working by accident. Anyway, it's officially exiting the beta phase and is now uh, an open option for all developers. Uh, should have happened a long fucking time ago. Um, it's awesome to see it's happening now. Um, I think PUBG just went cross-play yep. as well, PS4 and yep. Xbox. Um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, all games, all console games should have cross-play, in my opinion. I strongly believe that. Um, I also strongly believe that console players will get fucking pants if they try and play against PC players. Um, but if, if they want to, we'll you just know, go for it. If they want to get froggy, then jump, baby. Um, yeah, like if if that's what they want, then they should do it. They shouldn't be restricted. Um, yeah, that's basically mm. it. I don't know. Crossplay. It's, it's just more people to play with at the end of the day. It. Might not matter that much to, you know, your listeners over in America, Luke, where the population levels are much higher. But for my listeners here in Australia, uh, yeah, we, we still deal with uh, population limitations from time to time. So, uh, yeah, uh, it's definitely a good thing. Yep, yeah, for sure. And the final piece of news is Arnie. Uh is in Mortal Kombat 11 or coming to Mortal Kombat 11 as part of a Terminator um, promotion uh, and I believe Sonya Blade is getting a, a was it like a Terminator Hunter skin or oh, okay. basically just a Sarah Connor skin um, so she gets to dress like Sarah Connor um, yeah I'm loving I'm loving the marketing efforts they're doing with games for this Terminator movie I absolutely zero faith that it's going to be any good at this point i expect it to be terrible but uh yeah i love what they've done to promote it um yeah you know i think fucking they've had enough bad there's more bad terminator movies than there are good ones so uh my default position is this one's probably going to be bad but i i am keen to be proven wrong and uh outside of that yeah the fucking Terminator stuff in Mortal Kombat 11 looks fucking sick. They're doing awesome shit. You watched the trailer, obviously, because you shared it with me. Um, the bit where Scorpion lights him on fire and he turns into skeleton. just a fucking yeah. skeleton. Oh, my God. Is he invincible at that point as well? Like, the fucking spear doesn't work and stuff. I don't, I don't know what's going on there, but <laughs> fuck, it was cool. It was so rad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like that, that was, that's, that is how you do that shit. Uh, Breakpoint's got some Terminator shit coming oh, yeah. as well. Uh, which I am excited to check out. Uh, just because of the, just off the back of the quality of the, the Predator, Predator stuff, one. yeah. Oh my God. Just do another fucking Predator one. Just do a fucking Predator game, damn it. Anyway. 
They are. Don't they are doing a bread game, Joe. Apparently. <laughs> Shut up, you. Anyway, uh, yeah. What do you think? You love Arnie. Yeah, I, I um, it's weird. Yeah, I, I mentioned this to you guys. It seems like they've got two different voice actors halfway through that thing. Mm. I don't know what is happening at the start of that clip, but then all of a sudden, like halfway through, it's like it sounds more like Arnie. Like it's not him, but um, yeah. it's yeah, it's not even trying to sound like him at the first part. <laughs> Uh, I'm actually the voice. Oh uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so I hope that's hope that's all garbage together for you. Mm. That's my Arnie, by the way. It's me, Doctor uh, Doctor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that was a bit weird, but uh, I was still stoked with the rest of it. It looked fucking rad. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's about it. That's Any questions? It. Alrighty. I, I believe we did have questions. I believe we did. Questions from last week. Uh, okay. September 24. That must be it. Uh, Baz asks, Why do your PCs look like they were put together blindfolded? <laughs> At least Luke's isn't full of dust. Makes me wonder if those are planes we keep hearing or just you have a PC gasping for <laughs> air to keep it cool. <laughs> Also, for PC gaming on the go, have you owned gaming uh, gaming laptops or just use your standard laptops with less demanding games? Um, so, why do the PCs look like they were put together blindfold? That's how I. Uh, it's called hard mode, and um, the basic process of putting together a PC has become so tedious and boring for me that uh, I need to do it. With some sort of... Uh, no, my fucking PC's put together, right? Like, fuck off. All my cables are hidden. There's decent airflow. I just don't fucking close the case. So the dust settles. Um, and, like, who cares about hanging SSD drives? As I said last week, they, they weigh about fucking 13 grams. It doesn't matter if they're dangling. They're not doing anything. Nothing's moving inside <laughs> of that fucking case. I don't want to fucking hear it. Um, Luke doesn't have any excuses. He put together his new PC and it's still a fucking travesty. I don't understand why you don't hide your fucking Which cables. Which cables? They're, they're hidden. They're not hidden. I saw a fucking picture of it. It's still awful. For the most part, they're, they're still fucking everywhere. For the most part, like, that's... What the fuck? Like, how the fuck does that matter? Well, they the still got to fucking, fucking go into something on the motherboard. Yeah, and you can still hide them better. I don't care. Christ. Uh, it is plain, it makes me wonder if planes or just my PC gun. My, my PC is cool as fuck, okay? It's just dusty, okay? Uh, if anything, being dusty, uh, is, is, is super cool, which is why I'm always super cool on Saturday mornings, because I'm dusty, baby. <laughs> uh, and, uh, PC gaming on the go, have your own gaming laptops or just use your standard laptops? Um, yeah, uh... I'm still a big believer in the Surface. Uh, they announced new Surfaces today. Mm. They announced a fucking dual screen Surface. Did you see this shit? Like a foldable fucking Surface? Yeah. Running Android or some shit? I think it's a phone. Um, which is pretty fucking wild. Um, but yeah, no, I'm still a huge believer in the Surface as a uh, portable gaming machine. I do not think that you will ever get a like the fucking home, home PC experience out of your gaming laptop mm. but i do think that if you're willing to make compromises 
then you're like you're really able to put together something that will like work fucking well and provide you with a lot of really good options yeah. as long as you're willing to like lower your expectations a little uh and just go for games that like work well in on that platform which i guess is what you're already doing for switch games mm-hmm. right uh but you can play better games on a surface you can play games better on a surface than you can on a mm-hmm. switch uh Switch Dead Cells runs worse at a worse resolution than um, Surface Dead Cells. So, yeah, flat out. Yeah. Uh, anyway, if Microsoft has heard that plug and wants to send me one of the new fucking Surfaces, I would really enjoy that. I'd appreciate it a lot. Uh, but um, they probably won't because they're pricks. And, yeah, what about you? Mm. Uh, your wife plays on a laptop, doesn't she? She did. She's got my old PC now. Ah, look at her. She's moving up. Where you go? Husband of the year. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she had a gaming laptop, right? Yeah. It's like a fucking alien way, isn't it? Um, like 90% of, 90% of your an Asus. costs to get all your stuff yeah. over was probably for that fucking beast. Yeah, it's thing. huge. It was fucking it's huge. Massive. I had to reinforce the legs on the table it was mm. on. Um, yeah, it was fucking insane. Yeah, no, there's definitely no reason to have a fucking gaming laptop, I believe, because the like the end result. I mean, there are fucking some spectacular. Actually, I saw this fucking HP Omen one. Um, I was doing uh, some video work with Red Bull, and uh, they had this fucking HP Omen laptop. They had a fucking twenty, a full blown twenty seventy in it, hmm. uh, and it was like. Not quite, but real close to Ultrabook Thin, uh, which was pretty fucking impressive. I was actually pretty fucking blown away by that. I think you could actually play fucking regular games on that thing. Uh, I, I believe they... Like, they were playing fucking yeah. uh, PUBG on it, and it looked good. <laughs> like really I haven't run PUBG, PUBG yet, but I wonder how that runs. Um, Probably still like us. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah run as good as PUBG yeah. can um, like but yeah this this laptop fucking knocked it out of the park but I think you're paying like paying through the nose for that experience um, still like yeah I think that's it right like you've got to work out what what it is you want more of do you want I don't know $1500 to <laughs> or do you want to buy a laptop a regular laptop and just play worse games yeah um if you decide yeah you want the 1500 bucks then yeah just go the regular laptop if you don't need the 1500 bucks go a gaming laptop and chuck the extra 1500 dollars into your laptop budget um but yeah it's i'm not saying the laptop itself is gonna i'm saying laptop price plus 1500 dollars will get you that sort of fucking laptop i think they look fucking sick though yeah um Oh yeah, super fucking impressed. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, Baz writes. Oh, that's also Baz. Why is there not more handheld devices to compete with the Switch? There is the GDP Win Two Link provided. What? Oh, Link provided, and S Mark Z coming out soon. Uh, I had not heard of the G GDP Win Two. 
Right. So it's sort of like the fucking what was that Nvidia thing? That shield. Had? The yeah. shield. Right. Yeah. I don't understand why that we haven't seen more shield type things. Uh, I don't think I would want to play. Like I don't. The the good thing about the fucking my Surface solution is that it's still a 1080p screen, right? So I can still watch full resolution uh, legally acquired movies when I'm on on the go as well, or TV shows and stuff. Um, It's still basically, and I can also use it for work. Uh, So I can can run Adobe Premiere on that thing. I can make like dumb, dumb videos that nobody watches. Like all that kind of stuff still works on my fucking... Uh, Adobe uh, on my fucking surface which is why I think at the end of the day it's still uh, preferable like I wouldn't want to have to carry a work laptop Mm. and a gaming device and my switch you know like I'm still going to take my switch overseas uh, and then when the battery runs out on it an hour in I'm going to switch to my surface Um, but yeah, like no, I just, I just, I just think it's too many things. You know, I, I do, I do agree that it, it's weird that more things haven't attempted to move into the Switch's general uh, market. I just, I just but, think they're on a, they're like completely on their own in their own league, just because of the content they make. Like when Sony put out the fuck, was it the Vita or the PSP? Um, the last one that they put out, the handheld one, it was a, yeah, it was a beast. That thing was like stacked yeah. full of technology. Uh, and it didn't yeah. like, just didn't sell. So yeah. And you, you look at what Nintendo does and we joke about it all the time, but Nintendo don't make fucking video games. They just release games. Um, they, yeah. I mean, they make less games than Valve at this stage and Basil liked that one. Um, yeah, just like what was the last big game that they put out that was new? Was it Breath of the Wild? No, Odyssey. Odyssey, right? Like Mario, Odyssey. big AAA game. Although you know, people are going to argue that it's Mario Maker or something like that. But they just, I suppose, they just don't put out like it's a lot of remastered stuff and older games. And yeah, I just don't. I think they're in their own sort of little bubble um you know and it's working yeah. for them they you know they got that nostalgia thing going for them so like i don't and i suppose it would be daunting to attempt to approach their market as yeah. well without the same their fan know, base is seeing, so big seeing the test cases like the vita that have gone before it and failed yeah it would be a daunting move yeah like the vita was yeah. an awesome piece of hardware it was so good uh, just nobody bought it like it even had good games on there <laughs> so yep anyway yep I had two of them um Squirrel asks how do people clear out the dust Squirrel clearly I have no fucking idea I don't know if you've seen pictures <laughs> of my fucking case but it's obviously beyond me I think most people just try to not let there be dust in the first place but uh, beyond that, I've got no fucking... Like, do you put dust in there every week or something? Is that your thing? Obviously. Obviously, what I do is I vacuum the rest of my house. And you got to put the dust somewhere. <laughs> so I'm like, fucking... That's where your hose goes from the vacuum cleaner, right? Straight into your PC. That's how you vacuum. The Like, the fan on my graphics yeah. card is actually what's sucking 
the hose. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And because I don't have sex with my vacuum cleaner, there's no cum in my computer. So, which is obviously a good thing. You don't want cum in your computer. No, who would? Then it's a computer. <laughs> uh, How long have you been working on that one for? Like a couple of years. I'm <laughs> um, nearly there, I think. Um, Need some work. Uh, anyway, Luke, any thoughts on how I, I used, clear our dust from I used to get the, um, I used to kind of just open up the sides and take it outside and use air, air canister on it. Right. Yeah. I might do that. I might try that. I'll have, I'll have a punt at that. Yeah. So I got to take it outside first though, right? Well, unless you want dust in your house. I don't, but. You, guess, you gotta unplug everything first. Don't take your whole. Ah. Uh, don't do that right, part. Okay. There is a window just above it. I could probably just hold it out yep. the window. Hold it one-handed. And then spray it. Out the window. Yeah. No problem. It's, I'm only on the second story. So if I dropped it, it wouldn't be... It'd be devastating to the computer. But not that sure. devastating. Probably be... I, it, I don't think it'd be obliterated. Well, the good thing is you get a new computer then. That is true. I could get it. I could get a... 10th generation you could what do you unlike unlike some people you're gonna be I could get a doing the podcast now or something for us (laughs) (laughs) I can make I can make dumb videos so much faster I'm um, what's it called Uh, Breakpoint has a really good um, like frame rate counter and computer stats counter like really detailed Uh, and my CPU is running at like 30% or something like that when I'm playing that game it's yeah it's not doing a lot Um, yeah sweet anyway that's it that's the that's the questions for this week thank you everybody good good breadth Mm. of questions uh, squirrel, I don't yep. know what squirrel's doing, Thanks but squirrel, yeah, things. squirrel things. All right. Um, that's the show. You can find us on iTunes, Android, Windows Store, Spotify, YouTube, all those places. You can find us on the Gap or the GA podcast. Uh, if you do have a couple of moments, please rate and review the show. It helps other people find it. You can email us, the GA podcast at gmr.com, otherwise.com. <laughs> See what I did there? You can. <laughs> all... That's <Yeah>. my joke. <laughs> Stolen. You can also find us on Discord, thegapodcast.com slash Discord if you want to jump in and leave us any questions. Uh, if anyone's playing Breakpoint, jump into there. I changed one of the channel names to... I saw. Hunting, Hunting the, Punisher. the Punisher. Yeah, with a little skull as well. Um, it's a, yeah. I think that was the... Hmm, I can't remember what channel it was. Division. It was... How come... How come when you add emojis, it's always like they're colorful? And when I add them, they're fucking shit. I think because you're not very good at, at this sort of stuff. <laughs> Why is it whenever I ask you a genuine question, you always tell me it's because I'm not yeah. very good? Well, it's just giving you truth. <laughs> you never fucking answer the question, though. I don't oh, know damn. how you're finding these emojis. But it's like, are you going to the like 1980s and finding them and then coming back? look my time travel machine only has one function to copy and paste through DOS (laughs) yeah Yeah. alright you can also find us on social media facebook.com slash GA podcast twitter.com slash GA podcast you can find us on youtube thegapodcast.com slash youtube 
Uh, we're also on, yeah, that's everything. Uh, our website, thechairpodcast.com. You can find all the links to the things we just talked about, including past episodes of the show. Um, and that's all run thanks to our Patreon members. If you want to help support this show and our website, keep the bills paid and running, you can go to patreon.com slash podcast. And uh, thank you, everyone that does it every month. It is greatly thank you. appreciated. And I best. think that is it. You got anything you want to pimp out for this week? Um, we have a story going up tomorrow on Red Bull that is about uh, fucking the um, the how RTX is going to impact. Um, like competitive gaming, which I think uh, Nate wrote that up. It's pretty interesting. Uh, he had to branch out. Uh, he tried. He was tr- like, it's interesting how that story sort of came about mm. uh, because his initial reaction was that it was going to, you know, be huge in games like Battlefield. But uh, he actually found it to be a much bigger deal in the likes of like Call of Duty and stuff, um, which is pretty cool. Uh, it's a good story. Uh, definitely read it. And uh, you have a piece up on Red Bull uh, talking about ranks. Yes. Um, which is an interview. Uh, the only interview that anyone fucking got, so that's pretty good. Cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think Lad Bible interviewed them as well, but that was a video. Ah, uh, well. Uh, we can't compete with Lad no. Bible, but apart from that, we did scoop every other country. Yeah. So, yeah. so that was with um, yeah, Drew McCoy, you? the lead, and. Um, also the the lead on the ranked mode as well. Chin. Very ver- Chin. Chin yeah, very cool dudes to talk to. And you sent it to me in a fucking doc X file, which is the worst thing that has ever happened to I'm me. I'm gonna send it in a uh, notepad next time. That'd be fucking oh, okay. better. That would actually be a fucking What's the other one on here? Word something. Wordpad. Word. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sweet again. Send it in a fucking XLX I'm going to PDF it. XLS. XSL spreadsheet. File or something. PDF. Yeah, that'd be better. Yeah. Yeah, each word is in a new cell. I can do that. Yeah. Yeah, so you can go to Red Bull for that. You can also go to Survivor.com. I put some stuff up for Apex Legends as well. Just some first look stuff that's not really relevant anymore I guess yeah um but yeah there's a couple articles out there it was busy busy week so yep. anyway it was good fun Apex I like Apex a lot so it was good to to meet everyone and, and uh get to talk to some of the dev, devs that with some of the issues that I've got with it and some of the things that I liked so yeah um otherwise Dope. I I've got some other stuff going up uh, within the next week, but I can't talk about it yet. So keep an eye out for those. All right. Yeah. Cool. What about you? Anything else? I got stuff. Yeah. yeah you'll see it. it. I'll pick it out yeah. next week. Uh, I don't have anything going up before next week. So. All right. Yeah. Um, you can find me on twitter.com slash. Oh, actually. Actually, go to my YouTube. Bye. YouTube.com slash Joby Jojo and watch my fucking KFC yeah. video. Just watch just watch it to for the voices. Yeah. That's about it. Anyway. For yeah. your racist voices. Oh no. 
They're not racist. No, I deliberately steered away from any of any uh, racist. You movies. said there was a British woman or something in there. I can't be racist against British people. Because they're my oppressors. No. As a as a three quarters Irish. Okay, fair enough. Yep. Okay, whatever you say, Dr. Doctor. Doctor. Alright, that's it. Thanks everyone for listening. We're back next week. Thank you.